Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Brothers and sisters of the leaf, coming to you live from the top of Party Mountain, it's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight, the gang teaches those ski school posers what partying is really about, as they have a blast talking their way through 1990s cult classic ski school, while chugging pint after seasonal pint of the Snowdrift Vanilla Porter from Line & Kugel Brewing Company. Paired with the Villiger La Flor de Inclan Lancero Especial Cigar. Here's a stern warning to all of you out there. If you talk the talk and claim to be big time party animals, but you can't walk the walk, the TNC crew will track you phonies down and show you how it's really done. If they can find you, that is. See as how much they party, there's a really good chance they'll either get lost or just get shit-faced and forget about it. But, nevertheless, you have all been warned. So slip on your ski boots, light them up, and enjoy the show. Be young again. Uh, speaking of which, I've been working out like crazy lately. My whole body hurts like hell. I never felt worse. Yeah, cause you work out more than anybody I've ever known. You're always hobbling around. You know when I could walk normal? When I wasn't exercising. You know when I wasn't hurting to get out of bed in the morning? When I wasn't exercising. Yeah. I've also been reading about the health benefits of red wine a lot. So I've been drinking an absolute shit out of that lately, and it doesn't make me feel any healthier the next morning. I can't win. Speaking of booze, did you hear about the new bourbon? Uh, you might like this, Tut. The, did you hear about the bourbon that's aged at sea? No, I haven't. It's uh, Jefferson's. You're Jefferson's bourbon? It's called Jefferson's Ocean. Is it? It's uh, the name of the bourbon. It's unique in that the barrels are loaded up on a ship, and each barrel crosses the equator four times, visits five continents, and over 30 ports on an average sail. So I've been drinking the piss out of that because you know I don't leave the house. I don't go anywhere. So I was thinking, 
if I drank enough of this stuff, maybe I could live vicariously through my bourbon. Maybe I'd start having like visions and lucid memories of like it, the adventures the bourbon went on, the places it saw. You feel like an old salt now? No, it didn't work at all. Oh. It's just drunk and like normal. <sighs> Nothing's working out for me, guys. I can't win. You know what? Fuck it. That's how you party, boys. That's how you chug a beer. That's that is how you chug a beer. You still got, got it. Still got it. Still got it. After all that exercise. If you remember episode twenty-four of Ski School, I started that bitch off chugging a beer. You and, did, and we had a good time that night. You did. We did. And this movie is no hot dog, so I might, <laughs> I might need to chug another one at some point. It's, it's hot dog light. And nobody likes. Light hot dogs. It's turkey dog. It's a turkey dog. Turkey oh. dog. This is a tofu dog if I've ever tasted oh. one, which I have not. Uh, you want me to chug another beer? Oh, I mean, if you must. Yeah, I'll wait a while. Oh, all right. <laughs> I well, thought you were going to be cool or something. I thought you guys were going to be like really impressed. Like, man, he hadn't done that in a while. Kate, Kate, something, nothing. Mm. I didn't think he was paying attention. It's not like we haven't seen it every week. Not on camera. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, okay. It's different when you guys are over at the house and I'm <laughs> in the corner of my backyard hiding from the motion sensor lights. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just looking for the... Uh, oh, too true. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club, episode 83. Whoop, whoop. 83. If you're looking for three drunk guys sitting around talking about horror movies, you are in the wrong place. Halloween is over. That was last month. Halloween is over. We're done with Fright Flicks for a while. You're welcome, Tut. I kind of miss it. <laughs> Use. For the record, you were there. I asked Tut at the pub the other night to pick tonight's movie, and he, whatever, I'm fine. So if he bitches one ounce about anything. Gay free reign. And all you said was a comedy with titties. And I did the best I could. But I say that every time. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Do you want to chug a beer? Might. All right. I'll call you on that later. Uh, man. Well. We're here doing what we do every week, folks. We're going to talk about a movie. We're going to smoke some cigars. We're going to drink some beers. Um, before we get to that, we had our first Facebook Live episode last uh, time. Yeah, it was an interesting yeah, experiment. Yeah. Oh, I thank you uh, all who chimed in, or you know, I guess it did what we wanted to do. It's gotten a you know, uh, the reach, which doesn't make make sense to you listeners, but we can see how many people it actually reached on Facebook, which that number was encouraging. Uh, you know, about 500 views, which doesn't sound like a lot, but we can't pay for advertising and we can't for promote no our show. Pretty damn good because we have the word cigar in our name. So uh, you know what, we might do it again sometime. Tut. Ted had seemed to enjoy awesome, it. That awesome, is, I liked awesome, it. You have an awesome name, and they won't let you tell people about it. But one of the downsides, I guess, of doing a Facebook Live is we got some feedback that we made some errors in the last show. So I'm going to take a rare moment. We've never done this before. to do some show corrections, some things we got wrong. Errors. Uh, apparently, we delivered some fake news. 
We, as if we weren't. It was you. It was me. It was you. It was always me. It was you. I knew it was me. Just two. Just two things were pointed out that we screwed up on. Uh, uh, last episode, our first broadcast on Facebook Live, we reviewed the Evil Catfish IPA from Barrow Brewing Company. Okay. And we mentioned their farm-to-market fall seasonal beer, and we said it was made with fr- fresh pomegranates. That is incorrect. It's made from fresh persimmons. Persimmons. Uh-oh. Honest mistake. Uh, we don't deliver fake news, though. We deliver drunk news often. <laughs> uh, From time to time, it can be slightly inaccurate. And that was one of those times. Uh, look at my belly hey, laugh going out there. Maybe they should, <laughs> ma- maybe they should make a pomegranate beer. The Would Tuesday night? The Tuesday night Would they name it after us? I mean, drop the cigar so you could advertise it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. apparently slightly you can advertise beer. beer. The slightly inaccurate pomegranate <laughs> IPA. It's an IPA, right? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Doesn't really taste like an IPA. Yeah. Who knows what it is? It's actually persimmons. <laughs> what? I don't even know what a persimmon is. It's strawberries. It's a strawberry beer. <laughs> it's an SIPA. Slightly inaccurate. Hell <laughs> So that was the first thing we screwed up on. Uh, the second, I say we 70%. That's called the SIPA. It works. See? The SIPA? The SIPA. Slightly, slightly inaccurate. Hell ale. Pomegranate, the TNCC Sippa. Slightly inaccurate. Pomegranate Pale Ale. We can do this. I drink it. (laughs) Then again, I just chugged a beer. I don't even know what it was. (laughs) It was in a glass. Been sitting here for three days. Who cares? (laughs) As Tut likes to say these days, just party. Just party. Just party. Just party. Uh, Our other thing, which wasn't completely inaccurate, but uh, while bitching about the new Halloween movie, I just blatantly I didn't really say it as fact I just accused the opening credits where they show the pumpkin start all decomposed and then it uh-huh. time lapses into the original pumpkin right. or something close to it from the original movie I said it looked CGI as hell computer yeah. generated yeah, totally you threw did. me out of it you did well I've come to learn apparently if you believe what they did show footage of it on a little green screen apparently they actually did film a pumpkin but did they use time the pumpkin? Lapse. Yes, apparently that the pumpkin is real. The flame flickering, all that inside was done digitally. But I actually watched the sequ- they had that sequence to watch again, and I stand oh, by. It. Okay, so you've got a real pumpkin with fake elements to make it look fake. It's or still to make it look real, but not. Wait, so it's fake elements to make the real pumpkin no, look real? No, they actually had real light inside of it. Uh huh. Uh, like cheap lighting, just just uh, to come up in the middle. But then they right. in post they made the 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 flame and the light up through the eyes. They digitally enhanced all that. See that right there is a hard thing to get across. Okay, I mean flickering flame. But I wasn't even concerned about that. The pumpkin looked fake to me. Ah. It looked fake. So apparently it wasn't. And I was brought that was brought to my attention. It's actually a real pumpkin. But I'm going to stand by that. You know what? It still looked fake. So real effects. You add CGI. So I'll take. If they hit, just left a bulb in there, and I'll take the hit for the persimmons. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand by my, uh, my, my slamming on that opening title sequence. There's bigger problems in the world, isn't there? Yes, but that pumpkin was still number one on the list that day. <laughs> fired up about that pumpkin. The pumpkin patch was angry, my friends. Oh, big time. Well, uh, we do have uh, two cigars to get to tonight. We got a bottle of scotch. We got two different beers. Oh my God, how are we gonna make it through this in one piece? Same way we, we do every week. Are we going to make it through it? 
That was a trick question. Huh. <laughs> so let me introduce the first cigar. First cigar. Uh, and, then, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Yak Boy, to talk about some stuff. The La Flor de Inclan Lancero Especial by Villager Cigars. It's pronounced Inclan. Okay. Okay? Inclan. Sure. Inclan. Does like, that have a meaning? I believe it's a flower. Ah. In Spain. I believe. Uh, it's a six and three fourths by forty three Lancero, obviously. Ecuadorian wrapper, Indonesian binder with Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers. We'll talk price point later. Uh, our friends over at Famous Smoke Shop had this to say about tonight's cigar. La Flor de Inclan cigars are a very special Villager cigar, meticulously crafted by Heinrich Villager himself and Cuban expatriate master blender Jose Mateus Maragoto in the Dominican Republic. Originally an obsolete Cuban cigar brand back in the early 1990s, I'm sorry, back in the early uh, 1900s, I believe, uh, Villager released a small batch of Florida Inclan over a decade ago, back in 2007. Uh, but unsatisfied with the result, they pulled it. Production was halted, and they, and they pulled it away. So this rebooted version is blended with a more balanced recipe of Dominican and Nicaraguan tobaccos, Indonesian binder, and a Colorado-hued Ecuadorian wrapper, which now lives up to the cigar's original promise that they were looking for. Heinrich Villiger says this, The La Flor de Inclan cigar has been an ongoing labor of love for us. There's a difference between a good cigar and a great cigar, and Mateus and I hope you feel the same. Um, I'm going to, for clarity's sake, uh, if anybody visits our website frequently, I actually reviewed this, did a written review of this cigar a while back, and I'm just going to, not to influence anyone, you guys don't give a shit what I think about it, but um, I said it was one of the best Lanceros I can remember smoking. I'm not a big Lancero guy. But I absolutely loved it, and enough so to where I wanted to get it on the show. I thought it was worth getting in front of you guys, uh, which I very rarely um, do a written review and then, like, shit, double dip the content, let's get it on the show. But I just, man, it just really impressed me. Um, so here we are. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. I like the cold draw already. It's got some Nestle Quick Cocoa with a touch of pepper. Like the mix you put uh-huh. in your milk? Uh-huh. It's a little dark chocolate uh-huh. with a with a little touch of pepper a little on it. cocoa mix and a little pepper? Okay. I normally don't get that flavor on a cold draw. It had a really, you can still see it on uh, Cody's over there, a really cute little well-crafted uh, tight pigtail cap. Um, it is a very pretty wrapper. I, I'm a sucker for, and I said this in my review too, but I always, I'm a sucker for blue bands artwork on the no they just don't seem like cigars use blue enough I just think that blue visually pops one of my favorites when I when you know very many moons ago smoking with Dunhill because they had that blue band on there I just uh, the the CYB the Quinque Blanco years ago one of my I love that smoke had a real light kind of turquoise baby blue band that just visually just it just separate. There's not a lot of blue bands out there. The mm, Wonderlust, the Wonderlust has it from Romacraft. Uh, but I just I like the band on this. It's 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 it pops with the silver, but it's got the blue. Um, I'm not sure a sucker for turquoise. 
I am a sucker for turquoise. I was going to wear my new turquoise ring tonight, but then I said, fuck it. And I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. All right. That's kind of my attitude today. I'm Glad sorry. Okay. Uh, Glad we cleared that up. A couple more scotches and beers. I'll be fine. Tell us about the beer we're drinking tonight, Yak Boy. The beer we're drinking, made by the wonderful people at Kugels. The Kugel Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Okay. Snowdrift because we're doing the movie Ski School tonight. Yes. Yes. It all right there. It all ties together. We've done a Lincoln Kugel before, correct? The Summer Shandy? The Summer Shandy. We, that's, weren't, we weren't fans. No, that's, that is kind of their flagship, but it's not a bad beer. It's just, it's a light summer beer. I and mean, a lot of lemon. Yes. Uh, um, it, I, it, I'm going to get shit on for that, dude. There's no lemon in it. It's, <laughs> it's persimmon. It's apples. <laughs> oh, damn it. It clearly shows a lemon. I'm not going to say anything anymore. <laughs> damn you, Facebook Live. You ruined me. <laughs> Go on, I'm sorry. Uh, the, uh, this is a, a, a porter, uh, vanilla porter in this instance. The vanilla it's added uh, helps to, as they uh, by their own uh, thing, to reveal rich layers of caramel, coffee, and chocolate that is ideal for the season. The winter season, that is. I am getting vanilla and chocolate. Maybe a little coffee, no caramel. Yeah, a little bit of coffee. No, yeah, I'm, I'm the not coffee is very mute, but lo- the chocolate is dom- prominent, and the and the vanilla, but it's not an overpowering vanilla. It almost uh, be it almost has kind of a vanilla extract kind of yeah, like a raw kind of vanilla. Okay, I mean it's a, a six and six percent ABV and only sixteen IBU, so no. No bitterness, no hoppiness. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely none of that. Uh, you like it, Ted? It's okay. Oh, for ten for less. Uh, no, it's it's not a bad beer. Uh, it's. I mean, it's. It's kind of like a step down for where I like these types of porters. Like, uh, I like the porters that just kind of are almost viscous that just kind of leaves, say, a, it's, it's leaves a, a heavy aftertaste it, it, on it's, your... It's, it's kind of not crisp, but it's very light. It's like very it, light. There's no mouthfeel. As soon as you swallow, it's gone. Right, exactly. Right. Uh, the flavors are kind of there, but I'd, I'd like them to be a little bit more enhanced. I'd like that coffee to stand up just a little bit. Uh, it'd be nice for some caramel, but I don't think I ever, ever tasted caramel in a beer, so I'm it not too worried about that. For uh, God's sakes, we tasted persimmons. <laughs> But that said, I mean it's not it's not a bad beer. It's not a bad beer. I'd I'd drink this okay. again. I, well, I, I, we went back and forth on this beer because I did not want to get anything that's going to conflict with the cigar, and I I think we're safe. I mean, it's a very uh, mild mannered uh, vanilla porter. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think we're okay there. Just you know, um, and also I mean for Line and Kugel, I mean one of my favorite beers, which we've never done on the show, the Sunset Wheat. Which we always call the Fruity Pebbles beer. Uh, we've always joked about wanting a Fruity Pebbles beer. It actually tastes like Fruity Pebbles. It has a hint, it has that kind of like that oh. the back taste on it. It's just, it's just you have that at the pub or sometimes we we have had it. Yeah. Yeah, I might want to try that again. Yeah, maybe work that in. I have to go back and watch the show I mean, and write that down. <laughs> I've got a pen, it's, but it's, I'm not it's doing Lyman it now. It's Kugel. They've been around forever. I mean, it is Wisconsin, correct? Yes, the company itself uh, started uh, 1867 by Jacob Leinenkugel, and it is the seventh oldest brewery in the U.S. 
Oh wow! So they have. Had they're a, still independent. They are not. Oh. They got uh, bought by Miller, but they didn't really change anything about the company, other than uh, through uh, Miller they were able to increase their distribution across all 50 states. Okay. And it now, is a very prominent brand. I see it. Yeah. yeah. The grocery stores and. Okay. Um, real quick before we move on, there's also a bottle of scotch here on the table. That is correct. Um, our second cigar is actually going to be a scotch-infused cigar, which we've never done anything like that on the show before. Uh, so I was, bring some scotch was basically what I <laughs> told Cody, and then shows up with this beautiful bottle of scotch that turns out he bought himself for his birthday. And now we're all just slamming the crap just out slamming of it. the crap out of it. I feel bad, but. <laughs> Scotch is meant to be shared. Happy birthday, Cody. Well, thank you. What did you say? Scotch isn't the same if you're not sharing. It, it, tastes, it better. tastes better with friends. It tastes better with friends. Uh, tell us about the scotch. The Balvenie Portwood 21 Year. Oh. Not a waste time on the ABV. It's 43%. Not It's scotch. It's going to be high regardless. But... Uh, this is the uh, flagship single malt from their Portwood uh, series of whiskeys. Uh, the bottling was finished in uh, 30-year-old port pipes, and it is, as their own tagline, a veritable masterclass in poison balance. Poison balance? Poison? Uh, uh, you, you figured out my nefarious plan. Yeah, boy, why? <laughs> poison balance. Poison balance. Two things we, if we do our jobs correctly, will not have two hours from now. Of course not. But it is fantastic. It is. Oh boy, that's different with the cigar. Yeah. The uh, uh, Balvany uh, Distillery. It's a Speyside single malt Scotch whiskey distillery in Dufftown, to Scotland. Gotta love that name, Dufftown. Duffman likes Dufftown. Uh, it is delicious. Uh, you got a little bit of peach in there. A lot of. Tell you said uh, was it smokiness. Yeah, I got you a little smokiness coming coming in there. What do you think of the cigar? Um, it's a little bit tight, but uh, I'm trying to figure. It's delicious on the retro hill, but I'm not being able to isolate what that flavor is. It's kind of like a leather, but it's not. I'm getting uh, a really nice spice, and I personally didn't go back and read my review. I wanted to come in this. So it's going to be hilarious if like everything I say tonight is total opposite of... Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm getting nice spice uh, and cedar on the retrohale. I'm getting leather and a little bit of cocoa on the on the draw. Um, it's a little bit stronger on the nose than I remembered the, the one I had before. It's got a nice little... Yeah. It's got a nice little spice on the nose. Nothing I'm, crazy, I'm but it's catching that. It's present. Yeah, I think I am catching that cedar. I think that's closer to what I was what I was thinking on the retro. Yeah, yeah usually cedar is something I pick up on the palate, um, but I'm actually getting a little bit of cedar on the retro here. Yeah, boy, I will wait a few minutes to get back to you. I will say, uh, while you're lighting up and getting some impressions, we are, as always, listening to Fritz Beer tonight. Uh, fritzbeermusic.com we're listening to live at Elijah P's his double uh, live CD I am wearing boys my Bishop's Concert t-shirt Bishop's Concert t-shirt man that's pretty cool it's good, it's good. I almost wore that tonight uh, yeah we got the whole crew uh, Bishop's t-shirts very cool very cool support your friends in their creative endeavors got to 
No, I'm telling people, support us. <laughs> why, why is no one supporting our creative endeavors? Uh, no, of course they are in their own special way. Um, but yeah, thanks, Fritz. Uh, rocking out to him all night all night long. Uh, what do you think of Cigar? Just lighten up first impressions. You're on the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. Oh, God. No, I'll say that, you know, just that initial, through the cold draw thing, I mean, it was very strong, like a hay, cedar mix that I could just smell right off the bat. Lighten up that initial, I mean, like I said, the spice, for me a little peppery, but not... Not not like a kick or anything. No, it's not a, it's not one at all. I think the spice and the cedar work really well. There's that just faint cocoa note on the draw, and I'm starting. It's it took a little while, but I'm starting. I remember now from that first cigar, I do get a. a t- Whenever the doctor's here, he, he's the tea drinker. He knows all the different. I am getting. I do get like a tea, like a green tea or a chamomile oolong. I don't know the different tea. <laughs> jasmine. I know green tea. I don't know chamomile, jasmine, Earl Grey. Earl Grey. I don't know that stuff. I just know. <laughs> I there's a tea combined. I find that a lot with stuff with Indonesian tobaccos, and I think this the binder on this is Indonesian, so that that could be that into play. Um, I fooled them into believing it was tobacco leaves, and it was simply tea leaves. <laughs> well, I will say this. My big problem with Lancero sometimes is the lack of uh, diversity in flavors. Yeah. I just kind of find them one note a lot. And uh, the one thing I do like about the cigar, I mean, hell, we're not even an inch into this thing. And we've mentioned leather, cedar, cream, spice, uh, you know, tea. You, you know, got other flavors on the cold draw. So, I mean, that's encouraging. But uh, I'm going to let you guys smoke for a while. We'll, we'll see what happens. Tut, you look kind of out of it tonight. You were up late watching the elections, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. That was. It's been a long week. Posted a picture on Facebook of him at a bar watching. I was like, get some sleep. you got a drinking podcast to do tomorrow. Can we drink in the night before? It's going to mess up your performance. Nah. I'm professional, damn it. I mean, we all drink the night before, but you got to give a shit. What the hell? Uh, Everything turned out the way you wanted it to? No. No, No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, no. Good thing we don't talk about politics here on the show. Which is all right. It turned out how I knew it would. Yeah. Except for a couple of things. There were a couple of races that I was very surprised at just how close it was. A lot of surprises. And uh, You know what? Our big old state of Texas surprised me. Uh, well, the results were what was to be expected. The uh, the turnout and uh, the numbers actually did surprise me a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. What I wasn't surprised about was the uh, the reaction of the winning party fans on my Facebook feed. Mm. Man, y'all just some foul people, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie about it. I mean, y'all just some rank ass motherfuckers. I'm out. I, I'm out of it. I'm just like, fuck this, man. I'm gonna let Rome burn, and while well, I'm gonna drink this scotch. I'm all for that. Rome won't burn. It just simmers. <laughs> it's slowly but surely just turning into charcoal. Just sit back, drink some scotch, and watch the whole shit box go up in flames. All right. All right. world's going to go to hell. Right. The world's going right to go on. to hell in a handbasket. Right you don't want to be in the basket. You want to be holding the handle. Uh, oh, I'm holding. I'm in the basket holding on to the handle. I will say I was a little surprised. And again, not to well in politics. We're not, we haven't even named any names. 
I was a little surprised, but I'm going to give it... At first, I looked at it from an analytical kind of standpoint, and then I... I decide just to look at it from like, well, dude, what are you? What is your honest gut reaction to it? Go with that. Uh, Be- Bevo, 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 Beto. Oh, I thought you were talking about the U.T. Beto, Longhorn. Beto. I heard Beto, Beto. It's Beto, right? It's Beto, Beto. Philo Beto. His concession. Philo Beto. His concession Left speech. Turn, his concession speech. He last night dropped a giant f bomb. Yeah, I'm so. Well, he was angry. Proud. No, no, it was it, was, it was it was. I'm so fucking proud of all you for all you've did and all this. And my first thing was like, dude, you're like on the climb up to something much bigger than this. Eventually, if you if you keep doing what you're doing, that f bomb. But then I'm like, you know what? Well, how do you really feel about it? As a guy who uses f bombs, I don't know, two, three thousand times a day. I was like, you know what? I'm a, I like it. I like it. I don't. You don't like it. I don't mind it. I'm not going to hold it against him, but I, I do hold it a little, little bit against him. I'm like, you I think want. Was, you think it was calculated? It had to be. Yes. Had to be. I don't know, and I don't care. I, I'm just. I He's want, a politician, of course. It's calculated. calculated. I want my I want my politicians to have a little bit of class. I'm not expecting them to be the old inspirational leader because they're human, and the fact that they are a politician means they're one of the lowest forms of humanity that's out there. But I do expect a little bit of decorum there. Now, I don't mind if if if, if Beto's going off into the sunset to ride out his career as a U.S. representative. That's fine. I'm cool with that, and you know, Godspeed, man. But if you're going to be presidential. Act fucking well, presidential. That was, my, that was my first thought. Like, if you have hired that, 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 I just that can't clips. believe I'm, I'm getting on him for saying fucking when I'm like, act fucking presidential. I'm sorry. I just. So you're not going to be voting Matt Cade for school board anytime soon? Yeah, I probably will. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing if not hypocritical. Obviously. You're on the Tuesday Night Cigar Club bitching about some guy using the F word. There's no bigger hypocrisy. <laughs> You're all I fucking know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, you know what? If we can't pull you out of your your political hangover, nothing can. Yak boy, we're gonna do it. We're gonna turn that frown upside down. Fuck it. Just party. Yeah. Just party. Just party, man. So people at home, light we're up. Already uh, on the way there. Light up. Pull yourself a 21 year old scotch. If you don't have one, losers. Twelve-year-old, <laughs> a twelve-year-old scotch, or a, a one-year-old scotch, <laughs> a scotch you made in your bathtub. Whatever you got. If you got bathtub scotch, that's fine as well. Uh, maybe you're in a rough place in life where you don't have a bathtub. Maybe you're filthy. You haven't showered in wash tub. God knows how long. A pail. We still we tea st- kettle. Tea kettle. We still love you. And uh, drink whatever you got. Smoke whatever you got. And uh, let's take you through the amazing 1990. Snowbound adventure that is ski school. Mmm, ski school. Cinematic proof that you don't need to have anything resembling a school or education in any way, shape, or form whatsoever to put the word school in the movie title. Said that I had this seen movie this should have just be called Ski. <laughs> but even they didn't do that much, that much in this movie. We filmed, made a film about guys skiing that really has nothing to do with skiing. 
I got this idea for a movie. It's about three guys that just get in the car and just drive around. What do you call it? Driving school. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right. Written and uh, written by David Mitchell, who also wrote Yaks, the 1986 lost film Loose Ends, aka Screwball Academy. Uh, How have we not seen that? Oh no. And through my research, that's what I do, I also discovered a third Screwballs movie that we haven't seen also called Screwball Hotel. Yeah. How <laughs> the hell did we get out of the 80s without seeing these gems? Oh, my God. And guess what? We still can't see them. They're nowhere. They're well, in my A. Well, they exist. Here for the they exist. Directed I- by Damien Lee, who wrote and directed The Lost, another Lost uh, film, 1978's Hot Teenage Assets. <laughs> and also wrote 1990's Abraxas Guardian of the Universe with Jesse Ventura and Sven Thorson, uh, which we may be doing on the show I fingers crossed I'm making some moves to try to get Sven on the show Sven Ol Thorson. oh okay I thought you were like are you getting Jesse the body? No, no, we, we're not. We're not there. But we can get Sven. <laughs> I think we. Can, I'm working on Sven. Come on, Running Man, Conan. Oh, <gasps> that's Sven. Yes. I was thinking like there was a cigar. The the, the cigar Thor only guy. One. No, Thor. That's why I was like, I'm not. Ex- I guess steroids made you deaf. That's all I wanted. Made me deaf. That's Sven. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you, I try to get him on the show for early next year. I just want him to say that if we interview him. Yeah. If you can't hear us on the Skype, we got to say it. <laughs> but steroids make you deaf. He just shuts off his TV. And that was Sven Althorsen. Right. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. I don't need this shit. Because you guys should go take some steroids. <laughs> yeah. I was running Guess up. I should go take some steroids. I was running out Mr. Universe 1962. Fuck you. All right. Well, justified. <laughs> Most people that tell us to fuck off, it's justified. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, oh, man, he, that would uh, be awesome. The director of this wrote Abraxas uh, with Jesse Ventura, and he also wrote 94's Last Resort, starring the two Corys. Ah. So, he directed a lot of stuff, but those were the two things that kind of jumped out at me. Gotcha, gotcha. Ted, I noticed uh, an inquisitive look on your face a second ago before we get into the story on the cigar. No, not really. Same? Yeah. You liking the little bit of spice? Cedar? Yeah. Still getting a little cocoa? Uh-huh. You don't sense cream. I, I'm getting actually. Getting, actually, no. Uh, I think that it just kind of popped in there, uh, back into the retro hell. That cream and spice on the retro hell for me is one of the big. It's gonna. Get, it's gonna build. I, it's already built. Are you getting creaminess on the retro? Not at the moment, but I mean, I'm literally like half an inch in still. So she said. Yeah. Okay, um, I will say this. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to go ahead and s- I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, those in the business of shipping cigars, I'm going to leave this as generic as possible. Okay. If you ship cigars to someone, whether you're shipping them to a friend or you're a business shipping them to customers or you're a manufacturer shipping them to whoever. You're shipping cigars. Never, under any circumstances, ship them in a soft envelope. <laughs> Amen. They are fragile, 
expertly roll. You took all this time and this craft to create these things by shoving them in an envelope with absolutely no padding. Uh, they Treat tend, them like eggs. They tend to show up. <laughs> What's that weird water thing that people used to walk around with? The uh, oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. oh, uh, divining rod. Divining rod. That's, That's what right. these look like when they showed up. <laughs> Just a circle. The, these these have been straightened Ooh. out. These have been, which sucks because the ones I originally when I originally smoked it, they came pristine. Uh, these little like the Rose of Sharon, the little boxes, little mm-hmm. coffins. But these just showed up in an envelope, mm. and, they, and they were not in in in, in the best of notes of crookedness. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just my PSA for the for the day. Oh, very well, very well done. Okay. Um, let's dig into ski school, shall I? And uh, the beers is, is is not offensive at all. No, no, no it's not. I know that's not. not a great compliment. <laughs> This beer is a slap in the face. I always get on my wife about that. She says, how you like beer? I don't hate it. I don't hate this beer. Uh, (laughs) Ski School, 1990. As I said before, we did... Hot Dog was 84. Hot Dog, yes. We had such a good time with Hot Dog. And it's... In other parts of the country, it's wintertime. It's cold. People are skiing. uh, Wearing shorts. And we're all wearing. It was sunny outside and humid, almost 80 degrees today. I was looking back like two episodes ago, we were wearing sweaters and freezing our nuts off. (laughs) Texas. I love to hate it. Um, But yeah, so I figured, you know what? We're not doing any bikini movies for a while. Uh, We're we're, we're hitting the slopes, boys. You ready? But there's bikinis on the slopes. Yeah, there. <laughs> Makes no sense. I just realized we're staying as far away from bikinis as we can, guys. On YouTube, you can see right behind us on the screen, there's a shot of the girls in bikinis. And much like Big Ed, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So we start things off with some sweet ski jumping action atop Whistler Mountain, which at the outset is nowhere near as impressive as the ski footage in the opening credits of Hot Dog. That shit was amazing. This shit's just... I don't know. It's kind of okay. lack, kind of lackluster. No, it's okay. I mean, they're doing some cool stuff. And yeah, but it's not. It's like uh, when me and my friends tofu, would do some of that it's stuff. Tofu hot dog. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit shaky. Knees are a little wobbly. An announcer tells us over the loudspeakers that it's the annual spring ski pageant, which ski school director Reed Jansen has described as being for serious skiers only. Don't bring your and your buddy shit up in the Whistler Mountain. <laughs> For King of the Mountain, Reed Jansen, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. And he appears more determined than ever to let no one dethrone him this year from the crown. Yay. This is all we're getting from the, the loudspeakers. We haven't actually met anybody yet. And already we haven't even met Reed, and we know one thing. He's a dickhead. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say a lot of shit about this movie, but Reed's a good asshole. <laughs> um, did you have to clip your head again a little bit? I did. It's a little bit tight. I'm uh, gonna see if that uh, opens things up a little bit. Yeah. We then cut to a bar where a bunch of drunk guys' eyes go crossed at the sight of chicks taking their tops off and showing their boobs to everybody. That's what you wanted. That's what I wanted. (laughs) You're welcome, Yak Boy. The announcer also tells us we're cutting back and forth between the ski footage and the partying that uh, Reed's arch rival Dave Marshak 
the lead skier from the Section 8 squad, is surprisingly absent from the pre-pageant ski festivities. Uh, he's not absent, actually. He's, do- he's pouring tequila shots at the bar. Um, I suppose it doesn't take a genius to guess who we're going to be rooting for in tonight's Marshak. Marshak. Uh, Dave Marshak is played by Dean Cameron of Summer School fame. Ah, uh, Chainsaw. He was Chainsaw. Chainsaw. That's mm-hmm. right. After watching this movie, I really don't see why Dean Cameron has any fame whatsoever. I find him a completely phony baloney screen presence. He's got a look, and that's about it. I'll get more into it later. But I, you hear his name a lot yeah. in the 80s, Dean Cameron, and this is like one of his top, you know, he's the guy from ski school, but... He has know. that cool stoner look, just can't quite deliver. He's got the early 90s every guy look, like the hair and the... After showing off his moves on the snow, Reed slips into his favorite tuxedo and heads over to the bar. He grabs his lady Paulette, who's having fun dancing, and informs her, We're leaving now. But before he can drag her away, they bump into Dave and his slosh skiing buddies. Reed assures Dave that this is his last year competing on the slopes. But Dave says, and I quote, I've already put into motion an elaborate plan, Reed, a series of events diabolically designed to rid this mountain of you and your satanic presence forever. Reed laughs. <laughs> Obviously, Dave hasn't met his new Section A recruits yet. Yeah, you guessed it again. They're all going to be a bunch of drunk fuck-ups like, well, like us. TCC stuff. See... You see, Reed, who's a competitor, is also in charge of assigning people to the ski team somehow. That makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The next day, a young cowboy boots wearing hotshot, Matt Cade style, named John Rowland from Montana shows up. And he's immediately a hit with the ladies and a joke to Reed, who's running the registration table. Reed's not impressed at all by John's lack of a skiing resume. To make it worse, he brings a letter of recommendation, like folded up inside, like, like his pastor wrote him or something. Uh, so he's he was a, pretty indignant. Maybe this will help. Yeah, maybe this is what you're looking for. Oh, your mom wrote a note. That's cute. That's, that's cute. That's cute. Uh, so he's like, you know what? You're Section Eight. You're with. Uh, you're on Dave's team. John finds Look, his. Look, I wh- came here to podcast. <laughs> They said you were the best. Hey, you paid your money, but that doesn't mean you're going to podcast with the TNCC. Oh, I thought you were like you were being another podcast and kick <laughs> it. Why are we reading? Why are we? Reading? No, that's what I thought he was going to be like. But no, I, no, you you'll sit in with the TNCC. Who? Who? Not exactly. <laughs> Two lefts and then on the right. <laughs> Um, well, John finds his way to the Section 8 clubhouse where the boys are all chugging Miller High Life while listening to Dave Marshak recite Hamlet <sighs> while sucking helium out of a balloon while dressed in an elf costume. And he's wearing a, a Viking hat and a Santa coat. Yeah, it's a very long bit. And am I the only one who didn't find it funny at all? Nope. You are not the only one. Well, I think it was supposed to establish that he's zany. He's also But culture. he's also intelligent. But as a whole, this summed up the Dean Cameron performance for me. I was just like, so lackluster. He had a look. He had a look, and he gave, he gave it his best, but I, I, just, didn't, I just didn't get it. Uh, we'll come back to that. Well, they tossed Johnny Boy a beer, uh, but he's clearly... He came from all the way from Montana. He's not impressed by what he's seeing of his new teammates. And who would be? 
any of you clowns know what Section 8 is a reference to? Yes. Tut? Get busted out of the military? No. Try again. Oh, Section 8 discharge. No. Yeah. Section 8. You get crazy and they bust you out of the military. You get a Section 8. No, that's something else. I know what you're talking about. That is Section something, but it's not Section 8. Section 8. We'll look it up on break. Section 8 I'm looking it up right now, of the Housing Act of 1937, often called just Section 8, authorizes the payment of rental housing assistance to private landlords on behalf of approximately 4.8 million low-income households as of 2008 in the United States. So I guess it's supposed to be Rich Boy Reed's way by calling them Section 8 of degrading Dave's crew. Because Reed is section the first section is the name of his boys. You're right? Well, it's both. There is a Section 8 housing, but there's a Section 8 is a category of discharge from the well, United States I, military used for a serviceman or judge mentally unfit for service. That makes sense. Yes. The housing thing makes no sense. <laughs> but you were going to say the housing thing. Well, no, I, I understood what you're talking about. I was like laying the tent like that. That's what it's supposed to be like. They're crazy. They're crazy. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it was a little socioeconomic They're commentary in ski school. and It could go both ways. I don't really like that in my TNA flicks, but I now I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling anymore. I've always heard of Section 8 housing. There's, there's You live like... Not that far from the largest military institution in the free world. This is true. I'm about to go Section 8 on you guys in a minute. <laughs> that would be okay, too. Affordable housing? I'm going to pay for your houses. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what the hell. Uh, ask me my opinion on this again in two hours when I'm drunk. I'll figure it all out by then. I'm having a hard time keeping the cigar lit. I'm going to be honest with you. Same. Well, that's because it was bent... I literally can't. I was about to say when it when it lights up and the air flows through there, it's really cool. I mean, you get a lot of backdraft coming off of it. Uh, the, the other flavors one I had nice, was so good. This is I, just kind of. I, I hate to you're chop working this for up it. to shipping error. Yeah. Or shipping negligence, but I mean, it's a, it's. I'm not getting the same experience I had when I wrote that review. Like I said, when when you do get flavors out of it, it's nice. It's rich like and right robust. Now, I just torched the hell out of it, and I got a really nice cream and spice out the nose. Busted out on that cedar and, and cho- spice. The cedar's, yeah. the cedar's moved to the palate for me. I'm getting the cocoa and yeah. the cedar, some leather. I'm getting, you know, that's three or four flavors on the draw. Good stuff on the thing. I just, it's just not, I can't get it consistently. Mm-mm. All right, I did a line of coke and a break there, and now I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, that's a rare moment of candidness. Wait, uh, Wait are we recording? Yes. Oh. Yes. Usually I'm the one who's caught with my pants down. Again? It's nice. It's refreshing. <laughs> uh, okay, now that we've cleared up the Section 8 uh, debate, we jump on out to the slopes. Ski school, there's got to be some slopes, right? Where warm-ups are over and the first event, boom, there's no fucking round. Yeah, they're right not messing it. around. No the, lead-in. The slalom is about to go down. 
The Section 8 boys, the crazy boys, because yeah. Section 8, that means crazy, <laughs> uh, essentially just slam back cans of Labatt beer during warm-up, so I'm a little worried about their chances here, but we'll see what the sober John Rowland can do from Montana. Turns out he's a badass. Pretty good. Uh, much like the youngster who shows up on the scene in Hot Dog. He saves the, you know... Saves did the he not also come wearing cowboy boots? He did. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He's the only one besides Reed to make the run in under 30 seconds, and the Section 8 crew is ecstatic, congratulating him with a Gatorade, a.k.a. Labatt's, uh, and some high fives. Reed is clearly not pleased. Uh, you know, for a crew of party animals who are always drinking, they never really seem even buzzed, do they? Not really. They're consistently they're just pounding beers, and they're not just... They're not even... Well, okay, they're they not drunk, but they're point, not even buzzed. We are learned, have not five minutes in. We've learned that they are functioning alcoholics. I suppose that's one way to look at it. Yeah, or but really I mean, bad actors. Bingo! It's a party movie, and it's just like it doesn't really feel like a party, right? All the elements are there, and I'm going to get into this a lot tonight. I should love these guys. They embody everything we stand for. I know. Party. Hey, big thing coming up. Party. Hey, we've really made <laughs> some poor life choices. We should probably address them. Let's party first. Everything they do is, is, is us. And I can't... Something about it. I can't latch on to these guys. You're with me? Mm-hmm. You're still... I'm you're, absolutely, you're not I'm quite, absolutely There's only one character that I, I can identify with. All right. We'll, wait till we get to it. We'll get to that. Uh, it was just a to me there was an air of inauthenticity to this film. Agreed. I Agreed. felt like those hot dog guys were partying. Yeah. When the cameras were on or off, I felt like a party was going on. Didn't get it here. Uh, maybe it was just me, but obviously it was Tut too. I just wasn't feeling these guys for some reason. All the elements were there for me to love these guys. I just wasn't feeling it. You know what guys I am feeling these days? What are you feeling? I'm feeling our guys over at Drew Estate. That didn't sound right. You're feeling up Drew Estate. Uh, I'm totally feeling up our old buddies at Drew Estate. All right. Uh, I'm going to mention our second cigar uh, is rolled at the El Titan de Bronze Factory in Miami. Well, the Herrera Esteli Miami is also crafted there by Level 9 Rollers from Cuba uh, at El Titan de Bronze on Cale Ocho in Little Havana, Miami. Willie Herrera's uh, family factory, uh, the oldest remaining fabrica in Little Havana in in Miami. Like the short Corona size featured at the 2016 IPCPR trade show, the complete Herrera Steli Miami line is expertly crafted with a lavish... Lavish? Lavish? Lavish. Lavish. I was going to say lavish. Lavish. This is a scary night. When I'm starting to agree with him more than you, something's weird in the air tonight. I knew it was lavish, but I just wanted to say lavish again. Oh. A lavish Lavish. Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatra binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The new look of Herrera Esteli Miami features a black and gold color tone. It's a sharp-looking cigar. Mm -hmm. And is only available to Drew Diplomat retailers in five now Vitolas. Originally, it was only available in the short Corona. I smoked one of these uh, at the IPCPR show in Vegas. Uh, we did a little review. One day we'll put those out. Yeah. Uh, it, it was super smooth. Really nice cedar. Uh, some sweetness. Leather. Zero spice. Really awesome. Like 
breakfast morning cigar. I really dug it. So check them out. Let us know what you think. Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't check them out at IPCPR, and I'm, well, we I'm sm- regretting it. Well, I, there's I, a lot I, of stuff. I really wish that I would have done There's a lot that. of stuff to smell. Well, I think it was his 18th pairing video of the day. So. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, well, I was drink. I was like, no, 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 that was a review. Oh, but I drank in those, too. Okay, <laughs> uh, what are we going to do with you? Uh, how about I take another drink? Authentic partying. <sighs> yeah, that's what it's about, huh? Oh, you know what? That is what we're about. Well, if we can just get that person to stand off to the side and just <sighs> throw beers at us, <laughs> it is, I'm going to be the guy that does not catch it. I was about to say, I'm in band. I was in band. I'm not going to catch that thing. Did you guys see I just chugged a lot of that beer, too? We, yeah. We see you chug that beer. Right? I'm looking for some kind of positive reinforcement in my yeah! life. Yes! Yes! You got oh, it! Do it! You got it! Do it! Yes! 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 You guys, you guys oh. are too much. Bunch of phonies. <laughs> And still better actors with, than most. <laughs> You're still better than actors than, uh, than Dave Marshak's crew. Uh, well, Reed is so not pleased by the results on the slalom course. Slalom or slalom? Slalom. Slalom. Okay. Slalom. Slalom. Uh, that morning, he drags his crew into the weight room to get their asses whipped into shape afterwards. Which they're like pumping that, like the tiniest weights ever. And it oh, yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> you sucked out there on the thing. Do some curls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what this can do. Uh, Reed's cute brunette girlfriend, Paulette. Hello, oh, Paulette. Paulette. Get, she gets trapped under some dumbbells while bench pressing. Is that a thing? Has that ever happened to anybody? No, she could have no, just, dropped, just dropped them. She just dropped them, right? No, she's trapped. She's struggling. If she was holding the barbell, then I could have like completely... No, she was trapped under a dumbbell press, which that's a first. There's two dumbbells. Uh, there's a lot of dumbbells around. Uh, and Section 8's own Fitz happens Fitz, to be Fitz uh, walking. Fitz Fitzsimmons happens to be walking by. He runs in to help her, but again, where he could have just taken the 15-pound dumbbells, he gets dragged down and suffocated into her boobs by the weight of the 15-pound dumbbells. It could happen to anybody. It seems legit. <laughs> Yaks, you ever get smothered in boobs while spotting a hot chick at the gym? I wish. No, but I have not spotted I, Paulette I, yet. This is the glory of film versus real life where I would be in jail. <laughs> That's true. Things happen in ski school like Lord of the Rings. They just can't happen in the real world. <laughs> Try to light this cigar again. Well, Paulette enjoyed his zany Section 8 actions. Because we enjoy Paulette. We enjoy Paulette. You guys were big Paulette fans. We were oh, big yes. Paulette fans. The one girl in this thing, you didn't see her boobs. That's who. That's always frustrating. I like well, because I, I want to see her boobs the most. And we chase that which runs away. Yeah. The forbidden fruit. You guys make good politicians. No, we no. make bad politicians. <laughs> Just horrible, horrible Successful politicians. politicians. Reed orders his boys to toss Fitz the hell out of there. Scum, he mutters. He has a real version to these guys. But it's clear that Paulette thinks Fitz is cute and funny. She's giggling the whole time. Fitz makes his way back to the clubhouse where Dave is holding a team meeting. He unsurprisingly informs the group that ski school is, in fact, not where you come to learn how to ski, or even really ski that much, for that matter, which is met by a series of burps from all the guys that just burp in unison. He runs down the night's itinerary, party at 7 that night, and then a hot tub party at 11.30. Do you guys want to fill the hot tub with chocolate or babes, he asks. 
They vote for babes. Someone offhandly mentions they also need to win the race tomorrow. And Dave asks them how they're going to do this. He's their leader. Oh, right. How are we going to do that? The unanimous answer, partying. Party, party. They start chanting party, party, party. They start spraying beer in each other's faces. They're committed to the cause of partying. God, I should like these guys. I don't. I, I, yeah, I'm just kind of like, man, you guys you guys are doing nothing but going through the partying motions. I don't believe you're partiers. I don't believe they're partiers. I think you would rather be in social study right now rather than partying. It's kind of like, you know, when you're like... You know, you ever have to hang around people that aren't your friends? Like, maybe they're friends of a friend or friends of your wife or whatever. And, and you're kind of, like, talking about some shenanigans we got into. Which, you know, at the end of a good night of partying with us, there's bodies being dragged, like, at the end of Missing in Action. like Or, like, Rambo getting those guys into the helicopter. Just, like, we're covered in blood and shit. Punch. I can't make it. You can make it. You can make it. And these guys start telling their stories, and you're just like, you didn't party. You didn't. Oh, you went to Whataburger at 11.30. You guys were all goofy. I felt like you guys were sitting around sipping Chardonnay or something. You can just get a sense, like, you don't know what partying is. That's what I get from these guys. Yeah, I really don't. I mean... I think the the director should have gotten them together two weeks ahead of filming and been like, here's... 20 cases of beer, party. I got a driver taking you guys a party bus to a strip club. You guys are going to live and breathe partying together for two weeks, and then we start shooting. And then maybe you'll look a little partied out. You need, you need to have some. You need to have some stories. You need to be able to like look at this guy and like this guy. This guy. That's how I would direct this. Man, I. I don't know if you're going to get the... Even if you did that, I don't know if you're going to get that kind of chemistry out of these actors. There was something that just did not connect across the entire spectrum. And I look back throughout all the the zany 80s party movies. Man, those guys had a camaraderie. Even if you go back to the original part... um, Animal House. You could believe that those guys were in a fraternity. Well, Tut, you're going going to the top of the mountain. I'm thinking like when we did like... Bikini car wash. I believe those guys party together. Yes. The Aus- the Australians, man. And it's not just I don't believe these guys party together. I don't believe they really party. No. That's the that's the thing. I don't see I'm sorry, if you're shooting a movie like this and you're not just like as soon as the camera stops rolling, you're not just like still cracking open actual real beers at that point. <laughs> you know what's funny though? I'm listening to us talk like it from outside my body. <laughs> We sound like a guy, like a veteran, like a Purple Heart guy that goes to see like a war movie. It's like, it's not how it was. I'm not buying Sean Penn and Michael J. Fox in the bush. No way. That's what we're, we're, we're like looking at him like, they're frauds. Stolen valor. Man. What the hell do these guys know about chugging beer? Spring. I chug more beer for breakfast. Spring break, 93... I was on the slopes with a hot tub, a 19-year-old, and 22 cases it, of Bud Light. If your party stories start at spring break, one, that's that's weak sauce. Your party should start off on a random Thursday <laughs> and go from there. <laughs> I have no spring break memories. Well, I have, like, disjointed, like, I know I was at a beach somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I never... <laughs> 
I never you were at the beach. Oh yeah. Hey. When? He used to go to on spring break party. I didn't get invited because I partied too hard. They couldn't bring me to spring break. <laughs> Can't have that liability you out there. You broke spring break. I, I would break spring break. I like that. I know at this point, and my God, we're harping on this. It's only 13 minutes and 58 seconds into the film. I promise I'll stop harping on it, but I'm feeling no connection towards Section 8, like the connection I felt with the hot dog gang. And I even have a slightly less distaste in my mouth for Reed's bad guys. Just slightly. Reed's a good asshole. Reed is. The other two? They're forgettable. They're nothing. Derek yeah. and Eric. Uh, but Reed actually is. But I, maybe, I like Reed. But maybe as much as we're shitting on these, these, these performances, as the doctor would say, maybe it's too early to tell. We'll see. It is not too early to tell how the cigars are going. Tut. Um, okay. So when it works, it works and works well. It's uh, so tasty when it works. It's a flavor yeah. bomb. It actually is. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really nice. Delicate, nuanced flavors. Yeah, and, and complex. I mean, it's really kind of neat, and I would love to get my hands on one that hasn't been smushed and, and used to find again, water in the again, desert. Again, that's my cigar <laughs> expert diagnosis, because I've had one that wasn't smushed, and it was beautiful. But no, you can tell, because like... When every now and then it'll open up, and when it opens up, the smoke profile is oh, beautiful. Yeah. Mine's, mine's, the in, a, mine's in a sweet great. spot right now. The where draw it's, opens it, up. Right and now, the I'm enjoying the sweet spot. I'm getting a lot of smoke production. The flavors are just flowing. Boom, just comes in there, and then all of a sudden it goes out, and it's a tight draw again. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to take just, a hit on construction points, but as far as flavor, man, I'm still getting that really nice spice. On the nose. I've got a, did you I've, get the creaminess finally? I did. You got creaminess, which you never I did, get which I never get creaminess. I'm getting creaminess and spice, that, that really nice yin and yang but on the retro. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna knock the crap out of this cigar. I mean, if you can't deliver that oh, no, throughout the entire thing, of, 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 I mean, it just... Of course. But, man, when it works, it works. And then on the draw, the cedar, the leather, the cocoa. Uh, did you get any of the tea that I was... I, I mean, would, I, did just not. Lit, I just lit this up, and now it's out again. It's, uh. it's frustrating. Uh, we've had some some poorly, I'm not gonna say poorly constructed. This, I, I believe, because of my prior experiences, was a poorly delivered, delivered cigar. <laughs> but uh, which is unfortunate because I, I really worked hard to get these on the show because I wanted to share them with you guys. I thought you'd really like them. I've just. Well, I mean, I do like them. I'm just saying, how many cigars? I know Villiger's a big company. They've been doing this for a long time, and they're respected. At what at what point in their workflow did they say, just give them an envelope? Wait, Tuesday Night Cigar Club? Yeah, here, here, watch this. They'll be drunk. They don't know what's going on. No, no, not that fancy bubble wrap envelope. (laughs) Just the plain white one. Yeah, that, that uh, actually kind of makes sense in its own sad way. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, boy, when it works, it's just a really great. Uh, are you enjoying it? Uh, you don't seem the, to be having yours. Is smoking a little bit better than ours, I think. A little bit, but I mean, it's still like once again the the tight draw. I still get that. I mean, I'm like I'm having to work at it. That. I just I there's get, one thing when a cigar goes out just because you know we're, we're conversing we're or whatever, but there is another where you're like literally actively like s- trying to keep it lit and it's not. Uh, it's like doing sucking it. a thick milkshake through a straw. Uh, yeah, 
and not getting any milkshake at certain points. It's like I have to write this down as my third side hustle. <laughs> if I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> uh, I think we found our quote for the episode. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate because I am getting a lot of glimpses of what I loved about that original one, but... I mean, yeah, like I said, yeah. I mean, I said when it works, you get you re- get really good flavors, and that's, that's sad. Well, you know what? We're going to have a, we don't have the doctor here, but we will be getting a fourth opinion on this cigar. A listener, I'll keep it no names if they don't want their names to be shared, uh, who won a, uh, on our Facebook Live, we gave away a t-shirt. Okay. I am going to throw uh, one of these in. <laughs> Before I knew, I, I already sent it. I already sent it off before I knew the question. Did you send it in an envelope? <laughs> and I did throw it in an envelope. How ironic would that be? She gets it. It's just... I, r- I wrote... This time, I didn't even waste time on the envelope. I just rolled it in tissue paper. No, I wrapped it up in the, I wrapped it up in the shirt like a burrito. <laughs> Folded the ends of the shirt in. Wrapped it in tinfoil, and I shoved it in a white paper envelope. I then dropped a brick on it. Rolled it around and, you know... No. Cement mixer. It's Maybe hers will be okay. I, I thought it would be a great for someone who doesn't smoke cigars, or maybe they're just starting to smoke cigars. I thought it would be a really great. Actually, this would introduction this, this cigar. Would. I, I, it would be. I threw some other cigars in there too, so yeah, this, you know, we, we got a chance here. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's keep smoking it, and we'll we'll get to our, our second cigar shortly. Um, the beer. Um, it's, it's what do you what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the beer is I just can't believe how light it is. It's the lightest porter I've ever had. Yeah, honestly, yes. Yeah, I mean when I think of a porter, I think of a dark flavor. Like you just you know it's gonna have. I, just think it, a, I don't like porters, but I'm okay. Feel. I'm actually okay with this because it doesn't taste them. I love porters. I love porters, I love stouts, but this, it, it honestly is just a really dark ale yeah. as opposed yeah. to a porter. It is, it does, it's, I mean, yeah. as a porter is an ale, but I'm just saying yeah. it's not, it doesn't, but it does, doesn't carry, it does, to me, this would not carry the distinction of being a porter. No, and actually, after my second one, uh, the vanilla's kind of died down a little bit. Um, I'm just getting a little bit of the chocolate, Yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Okay. One of those nights. Maybe I'll drink a little scotch. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> now, there ain't nothing wrong with this scotch. You don't have any in your glass. Well, my friend. As if the <laughs> bottle was so far away, I, I can't refill it. Well, you know what? Let me correct that. We're criticizing these doofuses and their lack of party skills. Boys, here we go. It's go time. Yes, yes, yes. You got it. Yes. All right. Yes. If only they had a top of the hill moment. Did you ever see them chug a beer like that? No. They toss beers around. They toss them around. They poured them <laughs> over their heads, but I never saw them pouring them into their damn mouths. Kind of losers. So angry. Kind of losers are we? My God, this is not rampant alcoholism. We know rampant alcoholism. We know alcoholism. rampant alcoholism. This is not it. <laughs> These guys are supposedly living on Whistler Mountain chugging beers for like five or six years. Stolen Valor. 
phonies. By, they're phonies. By actors doing their best. <laughs> they're not real people. We're scratching them. They went home to their families at the end of the shooting every night. Fitz Fitzsimmons had triplets during the shoot. He was in the hospital with his wife after every single shooting day wrap to take care of the babies. That's slightly inaccurate. That's totally inaccurate. I just made it up. <laughs> oh. Why'd you say that? You know something about Fitz Fitzsimmons? There's parts of him that I'm like, I can relate to this guy. But then he fe- it just it fell out of character. Like I wanna like that's the one character like I can reach on to him like I know this guy. I am that guy half the time. But real Oh dude, I know Cody Lesker. Fitz Fitzsimmons is no Cody Lesker. <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment to you. I've drank with Cody Lesker. I've been in the trenches with Cody Lesker. Fitz Fitzsimmons is no... Was that his name? Fitz Fitzsimmons? Fitz Fitzsimmons. He's no Cody Lesker. There's nobody is, for that matter. You're also, of, I, oh, I guess maybe a, I just latched onto his love for Paulette. That was... There God, you go. Boys just love there Paulette. There you go. I started calling this the Tuesday Night Facial Hair Club. You got the mustache going? You got a beard going? What? You have a beard. I've always had a beard. Well, that's true. Yours that's is... Y'all's two is new. I like it. I like it a lot. We get the doctor to grow some mutton chops. We're in business. <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, the mutton chops. Shall we move on? Yes. How long are you keeping the mustache this time? Uh, I don't know. I have some certain prerequisites that uh, if they trip, then I shave. I don't think that's the right word. Prerequisites would be before you started growing it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay. conditions. Conditions. Okay. If you trip over those conditions, you got to shave it. Yes. Got it. If then statements. I think going to Chuck E. Cheese for a party. <laughs> if, if I get hurt in an accident, I need you to go pick up my kids from school. You'd have to shave it. <laughs> a lot of things. We have, you know. I'm here to pick up Kate's kids. <laughs> I'm sure you are, sir. <laughs> We'll just sit. Sure, absolutely not a problem. We'll have just have you wait in this yeah, car over here. You can just wait over here. We'll be right with you. Don't tease me, bro. Don't tease me, bro. It's just November. It's just a, just a mustache, damn it. We've seen the new Magnum P.I. He doesn't wear a mustache. Damn it. Oh. Insult to injury. Okay, can, can we, we not bring up that travesty? I'm sorry. Can we get back to the movie? No mustache. This tells you how bad the movie is. We're doing everything to try and avoid it. I know, right? It's there. It's there. My cigar went out again. Of Damn course it. it did. Well, that night, you want to talk about the movie? We'll talk yes, about the movie. Yes, let's talk about that the movie. That night, there's a party. And my cigar just went out. <laughs> what the fuck? The Section 8 boys are beside themselves. This isn't a party. Everybody still has their clothes on. It's a still life. I like that. This is a still life. It is indeed a stuck-up party. Ed, who's on the screen here, if you're watching us on YouTube, you might. Do you recognize him? I did. Mm-hmm. He's one of the gay dead sons from Heather's. Well, yes, that the, too. The but gay we, dead. Oh, rest, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I love my dead gay son. It's been. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that movie. But yeah, wasn't he one right. of the dead gay yes, sons? Yes, he was. It was also on Jag. Yes. Jag. 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 I got it confused Judge with Advocate in- General. I got it. Confused with lawyer, uh, McGee show. from NCIS, but it wasn't McGee from NCIS. It was Jack. These are shows you watch when you're visiting your parents. I'm hoping. Please say that for our shred of cool factor we still have. 
<laughs> Dude, what am I supposed to do? It was the it, law and order led into it. I like every November to grow a mustache and binge watch Jag. <laughs> I don't judge. What a bunch of Jag offs. Totally, totally judging. <laughs> jag off. Uh, no, where do you know from? Jag. Oh. <laughs> No. <laughs> I thought I knew Cody Lesker. I don't know him at all. How many beers am I going to have to chug tonight? Catherine Bell was in Jag. Oh. All right. Uh-huh. Is that honestly where you knew him from? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to fuck with me. No. Okay. Well, no, I knew him from this, but the only other thing I'd ever seen him in it was, was Jag. Jag. Well, and Heather's. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm never going to get the cool factor back with him Ed, now. Ed, he left me in the trenches. <laughs> Ed of Jag fame <laughs> even thinks he's heard the party music playing at his dentist office, for Pete's sake. That's how lame this party is. Almost as lame as being on Jag. Jesus Christ. What the hell's. I've never heard of this show. I think I have. It's like a Navy guy. Yes, that's all right. Well, Fitz. Decides to get things going by pouring some white wine all over Paulette's boobs, mm-hmm. which forces her to go upstairs and change with him in hot pursuit. Dave is feeding carrots to the ski groupies like donkeys over at the bar. He's literally like feeding these chicks baby carrots while their wild card, John Rowland from Montana, saves hot ski bunny Lori from a full frontal Me Too assault from the first section. Their Section 8, Reed's group, is first section, like the first Reich. Bunch of handsome white guys. Do you think that's where they were going with that? The first section? Yes. Okay. Oh, and we see Ed sneak off to do something sneaky with the audio-visual equipment at the party. What does he do? Well, essentially, he just changes the music to some cheesy-ass early 90s dance music, but it has a desired effect, as Reed does not like it. Quote, A couple more up-tempo songs like this, this party could get out of control. <laughs> I like Reed. <laughs> he does actually he's the only, do a pretty good. He's the only guy when he's on screen that I kind of get a kick out. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, there's a second guy. We'll get to him. So he tosses Ed out of the party a lot, and then he throws his cassette tapes down on him. Party with these fag. There's <laughs> a lot of homosexuals. We're gonna get to that. It's, it's, it's the '90s. It's the '90s. Different time. Uh, but Dave and when as Ed gets <laughs> thrown out, Dave and Fitz are hanging out drinking beers on the balcony above. And when they see Dave get tossed out on his ass, they all agree that payback is in order. Again, now let's get some zany hygiene. Again, they're sitting up in the balcony, chugging tall cans, sober as Grandma I'll watching Jack. <laughs> I think even she has a toddy every now and then. Exactly. Grandma liked the gin. <laughs> Tut's grandma drinking sea breezes has more experience drinking than these, these numb nuts. Well, the drunken idiots totally barge in on John and Lori, who are about to do it, and they drag her into their nefarious scheme. She seduces uh, the first section's Derek and Eric, no relation, into coming up to a bedroom and sliding into bed with her. She tells them both separately, like, close your eyes, come on in, don't open your eyes, I'm into kinky stuff, just slide into bed, I'll be waiting for you. But we see the crew up on the roof stringing all sorts of rope and cameras around, so you know they're up to something. Meanwhile, down at the party, Reed is playing a video for his All-Star Ski Academy. It's the best he could do. 
and he's so damn proud of it. And Paulette watching it with him is far from impressed. It's a pretty cheesy little video presentation. But we see uh, section. We saw section eight. Ed tampering with the video equipment, so you know what's coming. Turns out the boys have quickly edited the just shot footage to show Derek and and Eric flirting, not with Lori, but with each other. Hey, baby, can I? And then they like Derek, like they're flirting uh, back and forth. Everyone's laughing gregariously. Reed shouts out, "My men are not homosexuals." And then the video cuts to Derek and Eric fumbling around with each other in bed. They have both have condoms out, thinking the other one is Lori. And then they see each other and just start screaming. And everybody laughs. This gets... Everyone's dying laughing. This gets Dave and his cronies all thrown out of the party on their asses once again. Reed tells them, crawl back into your hole and die. But Dave cracks open a beer, says, we came, we partied, we conquered. And the Section 8 crew cracks open their beers, and they start dancing in victory. Uh, and you know who else is dancing in victory? Who's dancing in victory? John Randall, as he scored, he he goes back in and scores with Lori, as she assures him, you know what? Let's just have fun. There's no strings attached. Let's just party. Naked. How about that? Hey. Uh, it's like we always say in the Corner of Hope. Just party. Just party. It can truly solve most of the world's problems, if not all of them. It absolutely could. It absolutely get, should. If only we get more people to get get on board with us. Oh, we really should have bought more lighter fuel tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I literally just lighted this. Got <laughs> another lighter here somewhere. I'm so, sorry, folks. Uh, technical difficulties. Oh, uh, the party animal. Ancient well, you know, relic from an ancient from the, time. The one scene I could say from here is that you know. Reed's group might be a bunch of assholes, but at least both Derek and Eric do practice safe sex. They both came armed with condoms. Well, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. You had to. You I'm had just saying. You had to. After those MTV campaigns, I mean, you're an asshole if you didn't. I didn't have MTV, and I wasn't really sexually active in 1990, so I'm just going to take your word for it, Ted. You're a little bit older. <laughs> the next day, Reed tells his well, boy... Yeah, that's kind of an asshole shot, but that's, that's all right. Sorry. Hey, I could have said when they were back in the gym, I could have explained to you what dumbbell presses were, and I didn't. I know what dumbbell presses are. <laughs> I, I laid off then. I'm sorry. I've watched the Arnold videos. You've had a rough night. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said Up, down, up, I should be able to down. gauge the room and know when I can take some shots and when I should. <laughs> Maybe I should choke another beer. <laughs> no, no. Later, later, later. The next day, actually, I'm going to take a sip of scotch, see how that mm. works with a cigar. Are you enjoying the scotch with a cigar more or the beer with a cigar? Um, if I say I'm enjoying the scotch with a cigar more, it's because I just enjoy the scotch. Yeah, yes. I don't, I don't There's th- no way in hell I'm going to say, no, I prefer this beer over the scotch. Well, it's funny because I'm actually getting more vanilla out of the cigar when I, after the scotch than I yeah. am with the vanilla porter. Yeah. Yes. Are you getting some vanilla in the yes. cigar after sipping yeah. the scotch? I think scotch is just in general a better companion to. And you'll find and you'll find that it will accent that because you'll get the caramel kind of flavoring from scotches. Uh, mixed Not with this a scotch. Bit this scotch doesn't have a lot of. 
this scotch. It, it still it, has a little hint of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still it's, it's really still smoky and floral to me. This scotch. I'm getting the the the, the, the peach and the smokiness, and, and not a lot not a lot else. I'm not really good. I mean, I, the peach is there for me, but it's very subdued. It's not a. Oh no, it's not a heavy headed yeah, peach at all. I, I, I mean, it's still it's still a traditional scotch. I just think it's a lot more mellow. Uh, that that smokiness, you know, it's not a peaty scotch. It's not a heavy. Which is smoke weird because scotch. this is this is not a scotch that's been aged in oak barrels. Well, it's the, the port, port barrel, yeah, the port barrels. yeah. You get a little bit of that sweetness kind of coming in off of the profile over the top. It's so. tasty. It's really tasty. I'm glad you chose to buy this special <laughs> scotch for your birthday, and I'm glad I demanded that you share it with us. Well, otherwise it would just be me sitting around drinking it all by myself going, man, this stuff is fantastic. (laughs) I have the whole bottle to myself. (laughs) Nope. Be gone tonight. (laughs) Uh, Well, the next day, Reed tells his boy Derek that he's already scored with three babes that morning that weren't Paulette. He's been busy. Uh, And he's going to pass one off to, uh, to Derek. Hey, man. Way to make this homo stuff work for us, right? I don't understand that. What was that about? I also don't understand that if I could, I can understand how Reed, your top dog of the mountain, I can understand how you can pull wool left and right, but you never really showed it in this movie, and you never really showed him. You never showed him having any interest in any, even his girlfriend or any other chicks. You also, our hero Dave Marshak, I never got a sense from him that he was banging anybody either. He came across as a totally our first asexual horn dog on the show. He was supposedly this crazy party horn dog and he's the most asexual I wouldn't be surprised if you pull down Dave Marshak's ski pants and it's like a Barbie, it's like a Ken doll. There's no wiener there. It's just nothing. I think he got more Did sexual pleasure out, out of Pretty feeding, much, yeah. He got more sexual pleasure out of feeding the girls carrots. Weird. This homosexual stuff's really working out. Good for Dave, isn't it? I, I guess. All right. Well, whatever. Next thing we know, Reed is in the office of the evil. All right. We've seen this before. Evil land developer, Mr. Bryce, who's looking to sell the mountain. Can you sell a mountain? Yes, you can. Okay. <laughs> it is just real estate. And he tells Reed that he needs him to get his shit together and beat the Section 8 boys fair and square in the competition to get himself a piece of that real estate pie. We can't just boot Dave Marshak off the mountain. He's a folk legend to the locals. You can totally do that because if you're selling land... (laughs) It's not like Dave Marshak comes with the mountain. It's different when you're selling a mountain, boys. There's (laughs) there's, there's rules. I'll explain to you after the show. It was was so funny before uh, before I watched this. I actually didn't realize that I'd watched it a long time ago, like in the 90s. Uh, but USA my, uh, up all night. My wife is so understanding with these things, and she was like, "So, uh, what's what do you think the plot's going to be on this one?" I'm like, "Well, my guess is going to be evil land developer coming in to uh, sell." Rice, the, but it's not anywhere near what it is in the other movies. No, uh-uh. this guy's got like two scenes, and yeah. it's not like a driving like you never have the scene of the section eight guys like we got to save the mountain. No, no, there's none of that. Rally the troops. Nope. Bring forth the partying. To no, there's none. There's none of that. They just have to continue to ski better than they've skied before, <laughs> because <laughs> we've seen so much skiing of them doing good skiing. Much like a lot of other movies uh, we feature on the show, none of this makes any sense legally or narratively. 
Uh, well, at least they and did, ultimately, I they guess, had the it, they did put the deeds in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows where the deeds to the mountain are. Are there deeds to a mountain? I mean, it's a piece of... <laughs> well, whatever. None of it really makes any we sense. We have to keep the deeds. It doesn't matter, I suppose. So Reed and his first section crew go over to the Section 8 clubhouse and threaten them to leave while they still can. That works. Fitz pops out of a drunken state from under a mountain of... He literally sleeps instead of a blanket under a mountain of Labatt Gans. He pops up with... I don't know if it's chocolate pudding or shit all over his face. Chocolate pudding. Yeah. And says, no way, man. That's the extent of what we get of them fighting against the evil land developer. No way, man. And then we cut. That's it. No, like, what is this? Like, we live here. This is our... We gotta fight. No. No way, man. This is our home. No way, man. Yeah. We cut to... I'm done. I'm out. No. No. No, God, no. you're not. You are not out. I am. We, we are 20 minutes into this movie. <laughs> you cannot check out. We cut to more... Hey, you guys ready for more, more slalom racing? I yes. We, I thought we already did that. Uh, yes, but that was the regular slalom. This that was, was a slalom montage that four. Was the quarterfinals. This is the semifinals. Yes. Day two. What comes first, quarterfinals or semifinals? Quarter. Quarter. So this is the semifinals. Again, the footage is far from engaging, and the soundtrack of bland guitar riffs doesn't inspire us even slightly. The skiing is mediocre. Dude, the proof's in the pudding here. 1984 trumps anything in 1990, especially music-wise. Pretty much, yeah. Remember how great the music in Hot Dog was? Mitch Ryder, Top of the Hill. Dude, it's just cheesy, bogus 90s instrumental crap here. Fitz suggests subliminal hypnosis as a tactical weapon. All right, I'm going to say what I saw here, and I'm going to correct myself because you guys were watching the movie earlier. Dave sneaks into the first section's clubhouse and whispers to them in their sleep that they must lose their minds in order to be successful. Be crazy. And I was like, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But as you guys are watching it, when I showed up tonight, he was actually whispering into his own guy's ears. He was to John. Lose your mind. And Big Ed. Crazy Ed. Be crazy. Lose your mind. So he's brainwashing his own dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that make sense? Uh, uh, How's that make sense in ski school? Yeah, well, you just gotta you, you just gotta keep going through the script. I'm okay, but they did it. <laughs> I know it didn't make sense, but they did it. It would have made more sense, I thought, to brainwash the opponent than your own team members. This movie yeah. has so many flaws at this point. We then cut to the freestyle competition. Slalom's over, thank God. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is filled with a ton of stock ski footage of guys that look nothing like the guys they're supposed to look like. Just put some goggles on. They'll believe you're fit. No, no they, had a, they had a guy in a, yellow, in a bright yellow cap. <laughs> put this bandana on. You'll be fine. <laughs> Back at the lodge, Dave says he has a plan. And he and Fitz don robes and ascots and enter the steam room, which is filled with a baker's dozen of bodacious babes. Finally. He tells them they were sent by Reed to teach them the, the teach them the lambada, the, the forbidden lambada, dance. the forbidden dance. Man, that dance had like a short, short. Window. I hope we don't have any millennial listeners because <laughs> the what? Wiki- there were Wikipedia, the lambada. I unfortunately, don't ski school had some really dated things. Lambada. It is the forbidden dance. Uh, I, I, it is the forgotten dance. <laughs> it is the forgotten dance. 
And then he encourages them to grab each other's bikini-clad bodies like a sack full of axe handles and gyrate with them to the music. What kind of analogy is that? I, I, I don't know. I want you Decision. boys. I want you boys right now to grab yourselves like a sack full of axe handles. Do it. Well, you wouldn't even know how to do the. Uh, what I, is that? I mean, I, I can say things that you know. It's terrible. Just terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. At least in Hot Dog, I understood what the fuck the guys were up to. I don't know anything these guys are doing. It makes zero sense. But next thing we know, the guys are in a hot tub with the beauties. Dean. Uh, Dave Marshak says another quote I don't can't wrap my head around I could fool around with you until the cows come home he tells a girl or I could fool around with the cows till you come home what does that mean I don't know I guess that's uh, he's so crazy he's so crazy oops he says I just came in my pants did Danny McBride write this he probably did Dave Purse whatever uh <laughs> <laughs> That's our quote for this show. It's just whatever. Whatever. Meanwhile, Reed and Derek are alone in their hot tub. They were expecting these babes to join them, but yeah. you know they they stole their babes. Uh, no chicks. Everything here is trying to portray Dave Marshak as Dan, Dave Naughton from Hot Dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or uh, it was David David Naughton from Hot Dog. Or Bob, Tim Matheson, and Up the Creek. Oh, oh Tim yes. Matheson. Kind did of the this leader of so the, much better. Leader of the crew. But it all just seems so forced, ultimately so false, am I right? Yes. There's no Gonzer. So there's no Gonzer. When Dave And who is the, the other alcoholic, the dweeb who like breaks out his entire mixing mixing they were station? All alcoholics. In the back Ir- Irwin? There's a, there was no Irwin in this movie. Should there should be Irwin. Uh, Scar went, okay. <laughs> went out again. There was no Irwin. That's the Man, I, I love when up the Dave, creek when they were coming up there, and all of a sudden they break out an entire mixing station when, in the back. Oh, come on. When Dave sees a bikini-clad broad stroll through the clubhouse and says, Do you guys see anything wrong with this? She's half naked at 9.30 in the morning. They used to be completely naked here at 9.30 in the morning. I didn't believe anything he was saying. I didn't know. Uh-uh. I don't even think no. he's ever seen a naked woman in his life and doesn't want to. I'm telling you, Ken doll under, <laughs> Ken those, ski, under those ski pants. Uh, our first asexual horn dog on the podcast. Oh, the Morrissey of the TNA flicks. We're bound to encounter at some point. Uh, Tut, cigar. It's great when it's lit. It's great I when it works. I just lit. <sighs> We've gone through two lighter fulls of butane and. Yeah. Okay, uh, if you get anything new, which is a shame because, it, like I said, when this thing floats, oh, it is beautiful. When the it blooms, there. it's there, and and to just crap it out off of just shoddy shipment. I'm sorry. That's what I'm going to attribute to because the one I had was you read my review. You can uh, go to the website read my review. It was the construction. You was can spot taste. On. The, you can taste it there. When it opens up, it's there. It's not like it's hiding. It's very in your face. It's like boom. Hey, I'm a wonderful cigar. Except no. That's horrible. 
You know what Cigar's like? It's like the inner city school kid in those movies. He's a genius at math, can write poetry, can do everything, but he's got that those barriers. And half the movie is you're struggling to break through those barriers and to get to the poetry and get to the soul of this kid. I'm hoping maybe but like those movies, at the end, like the final inch of this thing will just be magical. Genius. Magical. <laughs> this is the finding forester of cigars. <laughs> well, you need to take the cigar and you need to light it really hard. I want to see what you're made of, punk. I never saw Finding Forrester. I'm just assuming. I liked it. Uh, it came on right after Jag. It was pretty nice. Don't you shake your head at me, Cody. You, you, you knew you what Jag it. was. I knew what Jag was. Did you watch NCIS, too? No. Yes. You yes. fucking liar. <laughs> I didn't know Chris O'Donnell was in that. Oh, well, how'd you know Chris O'Donnell was in it? Oh shit! How'd I know Chris? How'd you know? Gotta Wait, go. That's, that's like not even the NCIS. Like that's completely... that's NCIS Los Angeles. Is that the LL Cool J one? Yes. <laughs> you only watched that because LL Cool Wait, J was. Now I walked in on him watching it once. He was supposed to be editing the podcast, and he was watching that garbage. I made him stop. <laughs> only after LL Cool J was off screen. Ladies love Cool J. They do. NCIS they do. has Ice T. Los Angeles has Cool J. Wait, what? NCIS has... No, that's Law & Order. Wait. Special Victims How many shows are we in now? <laughs> By the way, I, I only edit the show to Blue Blood. All right, I'm only going to say this, and I, I swear... Blue Blood? I, oh. I swear on my stinky ashtray I've never seen... Isn't NCIS that's Mark Harmon? Yes. No, that's... Who NCIS. ruined Moonlighting. That's NCIS New yes. Orleans. No, that's Gary Sinise. No, that's uh, Scott Bakula's New Orleans. No, that's CIS New York. Yeah, that's CIS New York. How many acronyms are we going to go through this night? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Speaking of folks, we're heading to the uh, Louisiana Barn Smoker, so stay tuned to New Orleans, NCIS New Orleans. TNCC New Orleans. Maybe we'll show up on an episode of that. Scott Bakula will be giving me the, the hard thing. Tell us where you're... He comes in just, with he comes in with all the duo. It's just gonna be us in the background shaking our heads. Terrible. Just <laughs> terrible. No, terrible's actually gonna be there going. That's terrible. That's terrible. Chris O'Donnell's got me in cuffs. Wait, Los Angeles is doing a crossover with New Orleans? Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> NCI don't give a shit. How's that for a show? That's my new show. NCI don't give a fuck. Where were we? Where were we here? And my scar went out. Right. We start rubbing some sticks together to get some flames for these cigars. We cut back to the competition where <laughs> Reed is still in the lead, but Johnny Rowland from Montana is catching up fast. But all the boys care about is the hot, long-haired chick with the killer sunglasses who shows up in her convertible on the scene, right? She's nice. They don't give a shit about the mountain, the competition, the real estate deal, whatever the fuck. They don't give a care about it. They see her, that's their... They don't even care about the deeds at this point. No, they no, they never mentioned the deeds. At least those other stupid titty movies we love made it clear what was at stake. Our way of life. Not here. Life, that's right. So we then go to the ski lodge where Dave is putting the smooth moves on Reed's girl, Paulette. I thought that was Fitz's girl. He's cock-blocking his buddy Fitz? He is. If he had a cock. <laughs> Ken, Ken doll, baby. 
But just then, Fitz shows up. But you know what? Fitz doesn't really seem to mind at all. Like, you, st- I had my head buried in her boobs. Like, no. That was just yesterday. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> There's clearly no room for intercrew conflict in ski school. One of us gets laid, we all get laid. I witnessed a guy caught block yak boy once in high school. He almost went home from graduation a body bag. That's how that happens. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Legally, that didn't happen. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm watching this, and I'm like, Fitz was clearly, she was digging Fitz. Fitz was digging her. He walks in on Dave putting the moves. Next thing I know, it's 2 a.m. I'm at Diamond Shamrock Convenience Store. Cody's buying knives. They were selling knives. They did that back then. I don't know why they had a knife case at the 7-Eleven or whatever it was, but they did. I'll have a pack of smokes, this uh, bubble gum, and I'll have the 45 long slide with the latest laser sighting. Can I get that large serrated blade right there? You know, the one with the compass on it? The compass on the end with the matches, the Rambo blade. That's, That's what I need. Uzi 9mm. Only what you see, Uzi 9mm. Just saying. Yeah, I had your back that night. You did. Hey, that's a party story. Remember what we were drinking that night? Mad Dog. Oh, God. Grape. <laughs> I think I have any Mad Dog left. I think I might have had some banana red, too. You didn't share that with me. Hey, that's the good stuff. That's what kept me from make, having you make a mistake of a lifetime, my friend. Hey, again, these are party stories. You don't <laughs> get any of that history with these doof, doofuses. Doofus, well, doofus I? I think it would have been, a, it would have been a harder party doof story. Doofballs. It doesn't matter. Doofballs. 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 Johnny Randall takes a seat at the lodge, and he looks longingly over at Lori across the room who's giggling with some of her friends. The long-haired beauty we saw arrive earlier named Victoria... Oh, Victoria. The rich chick in her convertible. She sits down at Johnny's table. Do you recognize her? No. Remember the 1990 film, uh, Winona Ryder film, Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael? Yes. She was was Roxy Carmichael. Was she? I did not see it. No, I'm not sure if I saw it, and I'm a Winona Ryder fan. Well, this chick was uh, Roxy Carmichael, and Lori, as she sees Victoria flirting with Johnny, acts like she doesn't care, you know? Now she's jealous. She said, no strings attached. We're just here to party. But she cares, doesn't she, Axe? She does. She does. Well, Crazy Ed is... is That's start- about the only believable scene in this movie. Yeah, she Lori's not bad compared to the, everybody else, acting-wise. Well, Crazy Ed starts going through the lodge, handing out snowballs to everyone. And guess what? A three-second snowball fight breaks out. Literally three seconds. He hands them out. We see like three, maybe two snowballs get thrown and they cut. That could have been an epic snowball fight. It really felt like, as soon as I saw this... Everything in this movie is too little, too half-assed. Yes, but... Okay, there is an... Why not go big with the snowball fight? That would have been fun. Chicks take their tops off, guys are throwing snowballs. Hot Dog did an epic snowball fight scene. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this was... They were trying to do something here, and they just chopped it right out. I figured that... I think there was like a... Much like Dave Marshak's penis was chopped off. Allegedly. Yes. You agree? Yes. 
Well, uh, you know what? I am going to call an audible here, boys, unless you guys are opposed to it. Um, before the night gets too far in the in the tooth, would you guys like to s- switch cigars? Yes. It sounds good to me. Okay. I want to give this other cigar some time, and, and uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, but... I don't know why I'm pretending to put this cigar out. It's, it's already, already out. out. <laughs> All of a sudden, it won't extinguish? Smoke's flying everywhere. Oh, my God. It just will not die. Give me another chance. Nope. Please, one more. No. All right, well, boys, if I, if I can just break us from the action, from the engaging snowball fight for one minute. Uh, there was two snowballs. <laughs> I was being facetious. Oh. Uh, we're going to smoke another cigar tonight. How fortuitous that we have another cigar to go to tonight. Uh, well, you boys light up. I will Wait describe. Minute, what, was the, uh, what was the price point on that? Oh, we one? never did discuss price point. Yak Boy, assuming... Well, you, no, I'm not going to say that. Based on your experience with a cigar, that's what we do. Don't take into account my prior experience. Price point on the Inclon Lancero. I would go ten. Okay. Is that if it was performing I'm, the way I'm, it should? Yeah. I'm basing it off of the delicious parts that I did taste. Okay. Between the lightings. Okay. I'll go eight fifty. Eleven. Eleven. I'll go ten oh one. Oh wait. It's too late. Where's it? Sorry. It's too late. Okay, uh, it's a weird thing, you know. It it didn't perform as as I promised. I mean, I basically set it up as you guys. Wow, this one of the like, best Lanceros I've ever had, and I I couldn't keep it lit. So I can't this believe thing I was so is freaking far gold. off of that price point. Uh, Eleven dollars. Which I'll tell you this: it means nothing. But the one I smoked, eleven all day, if it was, every if, day. If it was all the way through like that. I could probably go for that. A Lancero, and I wouldn't think that twice many, about a Lancero it. with that many flavors, and that you know, just and it was really rich. I mean, yeah, when right. when it came, when the flavor kicked in, it was just That's it great. was a good cigar. But uh, I know, I know. Well, let me tell you about our next cigar. But before I do that, we're breaking TNCC party history here tonight. You ready? Yes. We've been criticizing these assholes for not knowing how to party. Here we go, boys. You got a canester. Go. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, no. He's go. doing it. Go. He's doing go. it. Oh, no. Do it. He's doing it. Do it. He's go. Doing it. Yeah. Go. I just. You've got, got it. it. Go. I'm trying. Do it. I'm trying. He's almost there. He did it. <sighs> Cody, I applaud your enthusiasm on that. That was very far more authentic than mine. I believe that was the first time in TNCC history in 83 episodes where I've chugged two full beers. I need it tonight, man. You know what? 83? 83 episodes? Is tonight episode 83? It is. I'm chugging beers, man. you got to keep track of this stuff. <laughs> okay. Now I shall introduce... Tonight's God bless you. Thank you. Tonight's second cigar, the M18 by 1880 International. It is a 6x52, I'm guessing a Toro. Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican Republican binder, 
Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers, which I believe was the fillers on the, um, yep, fillers on the first cigar. Uh, I'll say price point for last. We've never done a cigar like this, boys, and this is why I demanded you bring your fancy birthday scotch tonight. Infused with Macallan 18-year-old sherry cask scotch whiskey, this blend of premium tobacco and scotch provides a delicate hint of scotch with a subtle spiciness. Combined with a perfect draw, this blend allows the smooth, balanced flavor of the cigar to be enhanced when paired with a Highland Region scotch. Each cigar is... Obviously, I'm quoting their... Mm-hmm. their this isn't me saying this. Each cigar is expertly made in the traditional Cuban style of tubing the filler into bado, where yeah. they roll the filler the leaves filler and, the, the, and then finished off with a beautiful, I don't know if you looked at it, triple cap. It had a... Dude, I didn't look at it. I did. Uh, dude, but, dude, the, the construction, is, I mean, it is a very nice-looking cigar. Um, about the company, 1880 International, they say this. Our proprietary... Method blends premium single malt scotch or single malt whiskey. They have a variety of cigars with different whiskeys and different scotches infused. With each element of the cigar, they infuse it with the filler, the binder, and the wrapper. The tobacco is aged and then hand-rolled in the true Cuban style. Here's where it gets interesting. The result is a unique smoke that captures the distinctive flavors of a single malt scotch, providing a one-of-a-kind experience and a smooth, clean draw from start to finish. Their proprietary process of truly infused is organically authentic. No aromatic seasoning or artificial flavors are used, which they are with a lot of infused cigars. Elevate your drinking experience by pairing our premium scotch-infused cigars with a glass of your favorite single malt scotch whiskey. Get this. These are hand-rolled in Miami's Little Havana area at the El Titan de Bronze factory, yeah. which master blender from Drew Estate, Willie Herrera, oversaw for many years before joining Drew Estate in 2011. That was his factory. Mm-hmm. Is that matter of fact, it's owned by his mother-in-law. But that's where Drew Estate went and pulled Willie from. This, this factory has a lot of reputation and a lot of respect. So these guys are getting these things made at... You know, they're not. Whatever you think of the cigar, the pedigree from a, a factory standpoint is is top notch. Um, never done a cigar, uh, an infused cigar on the show before, so we shall see. There's a bit of sweetness there. There's actually a lot of sweetness on the cold draw, mm-hmm. uh, almost to the point. Uh, I I'm not lying. It was almost like a grape type. I got taste. a little grapiness too. Uh, so it's a very sweet. Sweet, kind of smelling cigar. Sweet yeah. on the cold. Uh, the sweetness is still there on the light. Uh, so it'll be kind of. I'll be kind of curious to see how this thing develops. I don't. I'm not, I don't getting, know I'm not getting on the light up. I don't no, know. I'm, I, not get, I'm, I'm not getting grape on the light up. I am getting no, some no, sweetness. no, 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 not grape. The grape, yeah, it's not. <laughs> you're not lighting up a, a raisin, sweet raisin, unfortunately. Sweet but, raisins. Uh, but it, but that sweetness is still prevalent. I'm not sure. A little bit of pepper on the nose. Just a little. Very, very faint. Um, I'm not entirely sure what to do with a cigar that stays lit. <laughs> what, what, what happens, Dale? 
Boy, not a lot on the draw initially. I, no, not really. It's, it's almost like a, a wood shaving on the palate. Yeah, no, that's that sweetness that you that you smell. There is there, there, it's just pure woodsiness on the on the draw initially with the spite. You getting that yeah. pepper on the nose? Yeah. It is nice to have the smooth draw though. <laughs> it's, it's it's pulling nice and the smoke, not something that makes you work for it. And I'm, I'm looking at the smoke production I don't, pouring I don't even out of your your head and your foot. It's a it's a good. It looks good. I can't even remember what it was like to smoke a cigar that just drew so easily. It's been years. All right, we just started. I'll come back to it, but uh, initially, yeah, pepper on the nose and woodsiness on the on the draw. Not getting a, a scotch. And uh-huh. granted, we're drinking. They told us to drink Scott. Now, granted, it's a 21 year. This is the 18 year. It's infused with. I don't know if that. Yeah, well, but it's I'm, just interest- not, it's I'm not interested to know, like within the process. Oh, that's nice. How much like of the alcohol just evaporates? And I'm assuming all of it does. Well, I, I think it depends on the infusion process. I mean, people infuse cigars at home. They'll they'll take cheap cigars. Put them in Tupperware with a, a bowl of Crown Royal or a, ba- a bowl of yeah. uh, Hennessy, and let that kind of aromatically soak into the cigars yeah. over a month, and then smell. You know, infusion is a you know from the Drew Estate stuff and their very specific process they use to homemade infusion to the cheap shit. I'm not going to say any names, but I mean there's some really bad infused cigars out there. I don't know. We'll see. It's too early to tell. I had a friend in high school. Her dad used to take uh, Copenhagen and just soak it in brandy and just leave it there for a while. Well, it was the dad from Pretty in Pink. He was an alcoholic. Harry Dean Stanton? <laughs> I think this guy was, too. I can't understand why I can't get a job in this town. I don't know. You're in a bathrobe soaking your <laughs> chewing tobacco. and uh, <laughs> Is it your crippling alcoholism? <laughs> Alright, I'm going to come back to it. Uh, but I agree with the axe. It is nice to have a cigar that's smoking normal. Oh, man. Hmm. Burn line is fantastic. Is it bad that if I were to have a kid that my life goal is to be Harry Dean Stanton? Yes, it is bad. Okay. It is burning nicely. And I guess that, I could that, aim that, higher. The burn line is... That's uh, phenomenal. That's a testament man. to uh, Stacking El, El Titan de Bronze factory. Um, and they are... I mean... When they say level nine Cuban rollers, I mean these things are not just bullshit throwaways in a factory like that. I mean, um, you know, these guys are rolling rolling good stuff. So, section nine, level nine, level nine. We're section eight. Speaking of section eight, the section eight boys then retreat to their clubhouse where they do the limbo as they chug beers. When suddenly the evil land developer, Mr. Bryce, shows up. He tells them he's reporting their bad behavior to the board of directors. Apparently a mountain has a board of directors. Sure. Why not? I'm expecting the mountain to open up at some point with a mouth. I have a say in this. I mean, it's a mountain. You don't own a mountain. Sure you do. It's just land. Mr. Bryce tells them. Think of it as like a golf course. Okay. Well, he the tells Bushwood Country Club. He the tells Bushwood. them that skiing naked, throwing those two snowballs, <laughs> they're as good as out of there. 
Which isn't that exactly what he said earlier? They couldn't throw him out for Dave Marshak's a legend. We can't get rid of him for the his shenanigans. Your shenanigans is why we're kicking you out. You just said I couldn't get kicked out because of my shenanigans. Me at Applebee's last week. You weren't at Applebee's. No, I've been at Applebee's in years. You warned me it's not a safe place anymore. No. Don't go to Applebee's. At some point, I'm really figuring out that they're only going to serve apples or bees. Here's your wings. <laughs> Jesus. So many bees in here. Unless you're a white nationalist or Antifa, you don't want to go to Applebee's after midnight. That's where those guys go. No. Allegedly. No. <laughs> and now we're getting sued by Applebee's. This is great. I said carrots. allegedly. I said allegedly. Oh, okay. That's how we're safe. As Mr. Bryce walks out in his sweet 1990 blazer. Oh, man. Oh, shoulder man, pads dude. and everything. Crazy Ed says to the group that maybe they have gone too far. I'm regretting making all those snowballs. But Dave says no. It's not how far you go. It's how go you far. What? Brett Kavanaugh style. It's, I, <laughs> I, what does that mean? I don't know. That's like his cow quote in the in the hot tub. Are you starting to think that maybe Dave's a little... He is Section 8? A little bit. It's not how far you go, it's how go you far. Uh, we party big and we party now. He orders Fitz to get beer. He commands Big Ed to go get more beer. And he orders Johnny from Montana to go get laid by that crazy long-haired hot chick Victoria with the Ray-Ban sunglasses. But do it because I have no penis. <laughs> I do it, but Kendall. I, but again, I just don't care. Uh, maybe I was having an off night when I screened this movie, but the main issue with me is, is that impossible? Any of this? Yes. All right, I'll take your word for it. Well, everyone follows their marching orders. Go get beer, go get laid. There's beers aplenty as a big-ass party is soon in full swing. And Johnny is soon sucking on Victoria's tatas in full swing. He does it. He much like Hot Dog, where the guy uh, is seduced by Shantweed. He succumbs to the rich lady in the but convertible. Isn't he having like deep feelings for other well, girl? Well, this is how we knew he had deep feelings. He looked at her at one point. And went, but I mean. That was the level. I, I feel, I feel like I shouldn't do this because of my love for other girl. But instead, you know what? I'm gonna hang around and do it anyways. I, she looked at him like once, like I, I, I don't like you talking to other chicks. But come on, man, you're reading too much into this. It's all set to a terribly produced soundtrack, dude. It's this '90s. They just bought some cheesy music to use. Uh, man, 1990s was a good party atmosphere. I was there, kind of. Well, no, I wasn't. I was middle school. But I, I feel like there was a good party scene in the 90s, 90s and he, he didn't we, capture it well at all. 90s, we were in high school, college. It was just super lame. Super lame. Everything was super lame. But uh, you know who's not super lame? Who's not super lame? Willie Herrera. Willie Herrera is not super lame. The Herrera Esteli Miami from Drew Estate 
is not lame. The cigar is crafted by, as I said, level nine rollers from Cuba at the El Titan de Bronze. He's still making the the Willie uh, smoke. He's still making that at the El Titan de Bronze factory. Um, Willie Herrera's family factory and the oldest remaining fabrica in Little Havana in Miami. The Herrera Selling Miami line is expertly crafted with a lavish Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper over a rich Ecuadorian Sumatra binder with select fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The new look of Herrera Esteli Miami features a black and gold color tone and is only available to Drew Diplomat retailers in five Vitolas. I told you earlier I liked it. What are you waiting for? Well, probably for the show to end. Wait for the show to end, <laughs> listen to us, and then go get you one. Well, the show ever is. Go ahead, we'll wait. No, go listen to us and then go get one. Uh, I really did like it. It was a good smoke. Yeah. I can't wait to try one. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Willie's good stuff. He's knows, knows, his, knows his stuff. And I, and I like, and apparently that was part of the deal when he signed his contract to, to go to Drew Estate, that he would still be able to be involved with El Titan de Bronze and work with that factory in some capacity. So That's cool. Yeah. Cut cigar. Yeah. Getting scotch? No. Have you drank any scotch since you started smoking it? Yes. No scotch? No. I'm like trying to find scotch, but then I actually have scotch, and then I taste scotch from the actual scotch, and... I'll be honest. I'm getting, I'm getting origi- the original things. I'm getting uh, pe- nice pepper on the nose and a woodsiness on the cigar and nothing else. Pretty much. Jack boy? I'm... Well, I will concur because I'm looking for other flavors. There's still a sweetness that's prevalent there. Uh, it's there is a little bit of sweetness. It's there. dialed down a little bit as uh, as the light's gone on, uh, but I almost think that it's probably a byproduct of that sherry influence uh, more so than the the scotchy scotchness. Was there a sherry involved in the yeah. sherry casks? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Thanks for not making me flip back in my notes. You're welcome. Some of us are chugging it's beers over here. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. It's just the and then, construction I mean, is good. Construction is phenomenal. Ash doesn't hang around for too long. No, uh, but the draws the draws good. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting much of the scotch. Just no. just just a little sweetness and the woodsiness. Yeah, it's it's a good cigar. It's just not exactly my profile. Uh, that sweetness is kind of actually kind of jabbing at me a little bit. I I'm not really wanting not it me. there. Not me. It's it, it's faded. Uh, yeah, I'm not. It's very mute. I'm not getting sweetness, but it's just I'm not getting. Like I said, I, I I can agree with Cade. There's a little little pepper bite, but it's not. You know what? I am getting a tinge of that peatiness or that unique kind of thing on the on the on the nose. I wish I was no, you, on the nose. Well, I'm ho- I'm you're a little ahead of me, so maybe. Maybe See if you get on the up. retro hill. I am getting kind of a unique kind of peatiness on the on the nose, but it's very faint so far. I'm hoping that maybe that'll build. But isn't that the case with most infused cigars? They never really live up live up to the billing. Well, they don't live up to what they're infused with. Right. 
Well, even cigars it, I really like, like the Acid One, which is supposedly infused with, you know, four different red wines, and I don't. Every once in a while, I'll get a little hint of something that reminds me of red wine, but it's not like I'm smoking a bottle of red wine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're so subtle. But I mean, if if the wrapper, filler, and uh, binder are infused in 18-year-old McKellen. Let's keep smoking. Let's see if that builds, because maybe that's something that just grows on you. Because I'm just now starting to get a little something. I, w- I would it's say, a, I mean, I would say woodsiness, but I am, I would say, I would describe that woodsy flavor more towards oak. Is the KFC uh, is that technically an infused cigar with all the smokiness that they go through? I don't nah, think so. It, it's it's just a smoked cigar. It's just smoked, smoked. tobacco. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, smoked. I, yeah. I don't think it because I mean because that delivers on the flavor. That in terms in terms of being infused, I would probably say it would have to actually be in liquid. Okay. Yeah, then I'm not. I mean, the coffee cigars they kind of deliver on that coffee flavor. Yeah, I'm especially to, the, I'm uh, trying to think through the, all the infused yeah, stuff that well, we've had. Yeah, the the Isla de Sol, the one we smoked in Vegas, the new one, the uh-huh. the dark, the Maduro, definitely has, as Fabian said, that cold brew. You definitely get those coffee notes in that cigar. Uh, that's a that's a perfect example of uh, an infused cigar where you get the intent right uh, behind it. Uh, a lot of them, but I I mentioned the acid one. I love that. It's my favorite acid. Yeah. But I get little little tiny bits of it. I I don't know. Maybe that was my mind playing tricks on me, where I got a little bit of scotch on the nose. Let me drink some scotch. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> oh, the scotch flavors that I'm getting is actually from the scotch. I just drank some scotch. Let me take a sip. We're all about science. I will say this, it is, the draw is enhanced by when I'm drinking the scotch, but that's every cigar. That's every cigar. <laughs> okay. Let me know if you guys get anything else. I'll come back to you in a minute. Okay. Well, the next day, uh, Reed and his cronies can't believe the party damage done to the lodge. They're dead, he mutters, but then there's a competition to be had in the slope, so off he goes whether he likes it or not. Section 8 is climbing up the rankings. Until, that is, Reed's team sabotages them all. And when I say sabotage, it's pretty blatant. From horse collar tackling fits on the slopes to literally lassoing Dave as he goes down the mountain with a giant lasso. He throws a grappling hook at him. The first <laughs> thing section, missing is the net gun. The first section screws Section Eight until they're in dead last place. How is that not and like none an of the, none of the judges? None of the judges seem to notice any of this. Well, I mean, so at I this guess, point, they're pulling a hot dog Chinese downhill, <laughs> and nobody calls bullshit. Like. In That's the, illegal. You can't uh, in do the that. director's cut, there is a missing scene. Uh, it's Reed. He's picking the judges. He picks the judges and the opposing team. This is a tofu hot dog downhill. Apparently so. <laughs> well, the judges don't care, so why should we? Uh, as a deje- dejected Johnny walks off the course, he sees Lori and he asks her, you know, what's wrong, baby? You said no strings attached. They never mean it. They never Just as it. Hot Victoria drives through them, right, b- literally between them in her convertible, telling them about a rich-ass party she's throwing that night. Yeah, I did, said Lori, coldly, and you didn't say anything, and she walks off. 
She's hurt, boys. She tried to exude a party steel exterior, but she's hurt. They never mean it. Her heart has been wounded. Do any of you... Uh, you want to try Labatt? Yes, please. We did get Labatt. We need to drink that first. You don't have a glass. Well, I, oh, I, 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 I guess you could drink out of the bottle. I can do lots of things. I'm a multitasker. Labatt, please. All right. Uh, we do have some Labatt. Labatt was clearly a big sponsor of tonight's movie. There's Labatt signs over everything on the slopes. The boys drink Labatt. Uh, so we picked up some Labatt. I haven't. I actually hadn't had a Labatt since I lived in Canada. Ah, uh, Labatt's it's blue. It's been a long time. It's I, been was, a long time I was for more me. of a Molson guy. Yeah. And a Moosehead. You Molson. I, I drink a lot of Molson and Moosehead. Uh, honestly, you know what my drink was in Canada? Surprisingly, makes no sense. Tequila Sunrises. He disgusts me at all level. I drink a lot of orange juice and vodka in Canada. I, I go all the way to Canada and I'm Lack of drink. sunlight. I need to get my vitamin C. Uh, you guys finish the show. I'm going to pull up Jag on my phone. Uh, uh, no, no, we're not there yet. Give that uh, You want one? See how that Labatt Blue tray. So we're going to drink some Labatt Blue, too. Along with the vanilla porter, the scotch. <laughs> Maybe all these things will mix this together. This is how you party, boys. This is how you party. Take notes. 1990 filmmakers who are making party movies. This is how it's done. If only we started breaking out some yangling. I guess they would have to travel in time to now to take notes to go back to 1990 and make a good party movie. Yeah. Stranger Things have happened. Y'all's ashes? Yes. Uh, it absolutely... Before I dumped it, it was split Split. Not. It was split in ash. Apparently that's from a, uh, st- uh, a stem... Which is there purposely for flavor, but it's the way it's positioned that's what makes it split like that. Okay. The one thing I cannot say enough of is how well it stays lit. Construction points are solid on this one so far. Um, Well, back at the Section 8 clubhouse, they all agree that maybe partying isn't the answer for once. They still have a shot at the team trophy if they just play it safe, get a nice fish dinner, and finally get a solid night's sleep. But no! We cut to them partying their asses off, drinking case after case of beer, in the very next scene. They have that talk like, maybe we should just get some sleep and try to win this thing. Nope. Partying their ass off, that's TNCC style. We know this is bad for us, we know we have a goal. I'm starting to kind of warm up to these guys. Fitz is now DJing at the party, and Dave and Johnny are dancing their butts off on stage. And this is where, like I said, I finally am kind of like digging these guys. Right? When the stakes are high and everything's on the line and you choose to party, that's partying. That's partying on us. Well, apparently we don't know exactly. They have something seriously substantial to lose here. We don't know what. We don't know if they live on the mountain. If this is like they're, if they just showed up when they're Johnny not, did, they're not the guardians of the deeds. We don't know what's going on here, <laughs> but they still choose to party their asses off rather than take life seriously. I do love that. Dave still has some shenanigans up his sleeve though, as he somehow brainwashes Lori to sleep with Johnny again. Remember, she was anti Johnny a minute ago. 
Well, apparently all you need to do he is, is a roll mass- up a newspaper and whisper <laughs> underneath the door. No, this isn't work. It's like in her air vent. He has a bullhorn like, sleep with Johnny, sleep with Johnny. You love worked. him. And it works. She she bangs him. Uh, Yax, is that a legitimate technique? No. God, I wish it was. No? That, no. No. All right. Otherwise, Bill Cosby would have been with a blowhorn and a rolled-up newspaper all this time. Dang. Spent all the money on the pills (laughs) and the drinks. You want to sleep with me tonight? (laughs) You could just be talking into the air vent. All right. Well, the next morning, the director of the board, Mr. Bryce, calls all the Section 8 boys to his office, where he says he's expelling all of them from ski school. Wait a good goddamn minute, Dave says. These kids have paid good money to buy me expensive imported beers just so they could go home knowing that they have done something good for their fellow man. I'm not going to send them home feeling like their good times have been usurped. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Mr. Anton Bryce. He didn't look Wait, like, he didn't what, look like okay. an Anton. What I'm expensive just... imported beers was he drinking? He had well, High Life! <laughs> he was drinking Miller High Life all the time. I mean, I consider it the champagne of beers, which... Well, I'd say Labatt's imported, but I think they filmed this in Canada. It's... Well, Bryce tells them that they can't, they can't ski in the finals because they made a mockery of him and his mountain. Hmm. Still not sure you can own a mountain. With all their juvenile antics. There's a lot of important people here today at the lodge, and the Section 8 boys won't be around to ruin it. Then he throws this nugget in there. Class dismissed. It's not a school. There's no schooling. I don't... I think maybe they were supposed to be at a school. Keep going. But somewhere in the... There was an executive decision made to not emphasize the schooling. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Dave swears he can stop them. Mr. Bryce, you can stop us, but you can't stop the Lombada, the forbidden dance. Second reference to the Lombada we've had. And they start dancing. Again, there's no urgency or importance given to this moment whatsoever, but I've had enough booze in the show. I'm totally cool with it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Are you cool with it, Tut? I'm just waiting for the credits. I'm not. I'm I, I'm not. This is the worst party movie of all party movies. But this is also the part the party movie that stresses partying more than any party movie. That's the odd. Got a party. That's the ironic oh. thing about it. We've never had a movie where these guys talked about partying so much. If you have to talk about partying, you're not partying. He's got a point. I think he does have a salient point. Yeah, because I used salient point correctly. You did. I'm sorry. In every other partying movie, whether it was the Australian lifeguards, whether it was up the creek, whether it was hot dog, whether it was the bikini car washes, I mean, hell, whether it was the Corys saving the beach, whether it was the aliens coming down to sew swimsuits together, all of these movies had likable characters. They had a sense of urgency. They all had the evil land developer that was going to steal stuff, but you believed them that if they didn't win that contest, they were going to lose the beach, and they cared about the beach. They cared about their lifestyles. This, no. I don't give a damn about anything that's happening in there. Because Because they they don't. don't. This is true. 
And if they did, I wouldn't believe them. I just, it's it's horrible. It's horrible writing. It's horrible acting. It's just, it's, it's it was frustrating, and it was disappointing. It was. Ski School is one of those names as lovers of 80s and 90s TNA flicks that you just hear about. Ski School. I was excited because I had no memory of this movie. I'm sure I saw it. Yeah. But yeah. I had no memory of it. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Yaks wants titties and comedy. Snow-based. Here we go. I had seen no, recently. I was all on board. I was all on board with it. I, I mean, had recently seen Ski School 2 was on Netflix. And I watched yeah. it within the last year or so. And I was like, it's terrible. But I guess, how do you follow up a classic like Ski School? Well, it's easy. It turns out it was just more of the same. <laughs> uh, you summed it up great, Tut. That was, that was... We are, at this point, qualified to say what these movies should be. And they dropped the ball. Well done. Yeah. I'm amazed at how much I do not care about anything in this movie. I was... Well, I care about Paulette. I do care about Paulette. The one you don't see naked. Yeah, but... Something there. She has it. Sometimes seeing... I don't know what it is. But she has it. It. Alright. That's the only thing in this movie that had it. Yeah. I, I just can't get over the irony. Because those other movies, they don't talk about partying. They just live the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Correct. This one, they make such a statement that we are partiers, and they just don't sell it. All right. Back at the Section 8 clubhouse. I guess i got to finish this thing now. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I see when, the blank stares on y'all's faces. Well, yeah. But you like ski school. You, you, when I texted you, but you're like, I think that was a good time. I think I'm... Was your mem- was hindsight? Were you blinded by nostalgia? Would you up USA up all night? You had some good memories. And yes. When you revisited, it, were you disappointed? Well, like anything else, music, movies, books, any form of entertainment. When you see it, you take something away at the time period at which you're at, at the Correct. age at which you're yeah. at, Correct. when you view it. And this is like, you know, as I said to Tut, you know, the first time I ever saw this movie was USA Up All Night, which for so many people back in the day, that was how you would see these, what would be considered almost, would be considered the B movie. Yeah. And I saw the abridged version. With no titties. With no titties. But this is one of those things where I even said to him, I need to, I I remember saying, like, I got to see this movie because I know there's titties in it. And there are. And there are copious amounts for yeah. uh, its time. Uh, I don't say copious. Uh, they're around. They're around. Well, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's not porn. They're not, they're not hitting you <laughs> over the face with it, but uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're there. Well, let me just put it this way. Like, when you get a movie like School Spirit that was awkward and clunky in, space, in spaces. But you still believe those guys cared about their mission but to save the school, the, save the the hog? Not only that, it was just a, there was a soul to it. There was a soul. There was a funness there that you could gravitate yeah. towards and latch onto, and there's not that heart here. I just, and, and I don't know whether it was the actors. I, 
I think it was like a dud all around. Directing, writing, acting. I can't put it on the actors themselves, even though they share a large blame on this. I'm just... When you think of, like, Tim Matheson, how that guy... I wanted to follow Tim Matheson into party battle. Yeah. I wanted to strap on well, a... Well, even David Naughton and Hot Dog. You're like, Absolutely. this guy's been living on this mountain for 15 years. He's fighting for his... Where's he going to go? Absolutely. I don't get man. that from Dave Marshak. I don't get, like, oh, shit, I could actually have to move. That big, if he lives there, but that hasn't even been established. Even even when the even when the stakes aren't that high, like with School Spirit, that big tall seven foot guy who showed up every now and then. I want to party with that guy. That guy. That guy doesn't say guys. anything. He doesn't say. He maybe had like six lines in the entire movie, but I knew that that guy partied, and I wanted to party with him. I did want to party with him. Yes. Do you think people listening to our show want to party with us? No. <laughs> I think they want to live. What's that supposed to mean? We party too hard? Maybe. On occasion. Come with us if you want to party. No. Come with us. Liver. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. I'm with you, Todd. I'm with you on this. Um. Alright. Back at the Section 8 Clubhouse, Party Ed throws out... This is the second time this has been thrown out among the group. Maybe partying isn't the answer. And this sends everyone heads into a tizzy. They start to think about it. Tut, you'll agree. Partying is always the answer. Uh, Yeah, Dave briefly considers it, but then he's like, nah. Fitz backs it up with this logic. Hey, skiing is partying. Partying is skiing. And then Johnny, the new guy, his eyes are suddenly open. Yeah, yeah. They can't stop us from partying, so they can't stop us from skiing. I actually, I'm sorry, I saw you kind of look confused at this statement, but I'm actually like, I can sign on to this. All right, this is their first plan that actually makes sense. The boys are going to bring the party to the mountain and crash the competition. Not win the competition. They're just going to party so hard that they ruin it for everybody else. TNCC style. Whether it's a wedding reception, an engagement party, a child's baptism, nobody ruins a good time like the TNCC. (laughs) We're going to bring the party to the baptism. Uh, But much like Horsecock Ed, at some point they say is a giant penis, right? Or did I imagine that? Okay. Uh, thank God I didn't imagine that. Uh, I identify with Ed. They cut to Ed, and he's just like, huh? And much like him, I'm confused by the plan. But I'm, but like Todd, I'm like, first plan that makes sense. If that's your only skill set is to party, we're just going to go party and ruin everybody else's good time. I can get behind that. Okay. Yes. I know usually it's an involuntary thing for you guys. I ruin the party, and you guys are just there to carry me out afterwards. I get that. But I would have liked you to at least pretend, like, yeah, that's what we do. TNCC, not just like, that's what we do when he does it, and we have to clean up the mess. But for clarification, we don't carry him out. We just roll him out. Just get a gurney, take him out. Hey, I'm sorry if I'm keeping it too real for you guys. Well, we then cut to the skiing finals. 
Sure. We, we only saw like two events. Sure. And uh, all of a sudden we're at the finals. And despite Mr. Bryson Reed sitting up top, <laughs> stroking his mustache, uh, thinking they have it all taken care of, whatever that is, nobody knows what this real estate deal is. They got it all locked up as far as the big real estate goes. But Dave and the Section 8 boys show up with a giant oversized beer bottle, which one of their beer sponsors for the movie gave them. Just a big <laughs> Labatt bottle. And some balloons. That's that's not partying, dude. No, it's not. You guys want to party tonight? What you got in mind? Balloons. <laughs> it's like a dozen balloons. I'm not going to see I put this a cu- I put a couple of cases of beer onto a pallet ski, and we're going to just roll on down the mountain. With some balloons. F-plus for party skills. F-minus. F-minus. I was wanting them to show up like, you know, Mad Max style, like some... Yeah, like, like hot dog. Jet skis and like just like sayonara motherfucker like crazy. Sh- you got those balloons? <laughs> or like school spirit with a giant fucking inflatable? Yeah. Well, they had a, a big beer bottle and, and some balloons. Let's get you a baby oil slip and slide on the slope. So let's go. They're going to a kid's birthday party. Pretty much. And then you need more than that. They had like six balloons. That's not gonna get you a happy kid. Trust me, I, I learned. <laughs> well, we see Lori clapping along. She's loving the balloons and the and the big party thing. Basically, the boys just crash the finals by getting drunk and ruining everything for everybody. TNCU style. Cigar festivals. <laughs> you name it, we ruin everything. Do I need to go down? Local elections. Uh, ribbon cutting ceremonies. Anywhere we go is just... Oh, you're looking to have a nice afternoon? Oh, God, is it them? What's Kay doing with those balloons? Why do we have so many balloons? And then the crowd starts chanting, Let them ski. Let them ski. Bryce, the land developer, agrees. All right. The crowd of four people have spoken. If Dave he is a local legend. If, if if Dave, the local legend, and his crew calm down their wild antics, they'll be allowed to compete. Game on. That's different. Nobody's ever given us a second chance because of our party. No. And just like that, Section 8 climbs up the leaderboard. They were in dead last place. But all of a sudden, as drunk as they are, they start skiing amazingly. Reed's disgusted by these pussies, he says. He tells Derek it's time to end this bullshit and blow these geeks off the hill, and it's going to happen in the downhill competition. But Dave, our hero, sprays contact cement on the slopes, and it sends the first section boys tumbling down the rankings, literally. I mean, wouldn't they avoid the giant yellow spot? At this point, isn't it like a known fact to avoid yellow snow? I know you don't eat yellow snow. I didn't know you couldn't ski through it. But yeah, they all just stick to it and just just tumble off. Again, the the judges don't see this. Who are these judges? Oh, and and Dave also has some ski bunnies flash their ta-tas at Reed as he skis downhill, so he gets distracted and fucks up his run. Which, that is actually believable. Well, that was 
I, I mean, I wasn't going to point out that as a bad thing. <laughs> if anyone can, if any man can keep their concentration after three women hey, shaking their boobs. Well, what do you know? Now Section 8 is in second place. It all comes down to Johnny Rowland to beat the course record, and he does. The jerk team and the drunk team are now tied for first place. Which I can't quite figure it out, because they show the course record as being 2.22, and he finishes at 2.24. Man, they are... You are seeing way too many details on what I've seen at this point in time. I was watching this movie, okay? <laughs> I watched this movie. It's because Tut watched it with commercials. I watched it with commercials. I thought you said you rented it. No, I said it. You assholes. Three bucks. Three bucks you can watch it in HD with no commercials. You guys streamed it for free with no with, with commercials? Yes. And I'm glad I did. Actually, in hindsight, you guys probably were the smart ones. <laughs> Party on. <laughs> but, how's that Labatt treating you, Ted? I like it. How's it going with the uh, Scotch cigar? <laughs> Sounds stupid. How's the Labatt beer treating you with the Scotch cigar? It's alright. It's Like I said, it, it's a good cigar. It's just not in my wheelhouse. I mean, I'm looking for it's something... Just mi- it's very mild. Yeah, it's very mild. I'm looking for something more with some earth tones, a good... Healthy dose of leather, and I, I mean, this isn't that isn't what, the scar for me. You know, I'm but thinking, it's it's consistent. If, anybody, if it, any of us would like it, you would. Well, you know, you say McAllen 18 year. I'm expecting to pick up notes of an 18 year old Scotch. And it doesn't. Like I said before, I mean, knowing more about the process in this would would really help because. I'll say it. It's it's similar to the uh, Maker's Mark cigar that they infused with their bourbon stuff. It's I would I could have just as easily accepted this cigar if they you know basically said like you know the tip is what is a sweetened tip. It's going to taste like scotch. I could have accepted that, but they're saying this is infused completely with Macallan 18 year. And I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not tasting. getting into that profile now. Right. I don't. And we're doing what they said to do. We're pairing it with scotch. I've been I've been going back and forth. I, I've got a. I haven't tried it with the porter in a while. I've been neglecting my vanilla porters. I'm just saying, you know, they they were specific in taking your favorite single malt. You can take a blended malt with this, and you're not going to get a profile. Of, you're not going to get a scotch profile off of it. Yes. I got that little bit of peatiness early on. It it never came back. Yeah, I'll actually say this: the uh, the Lafleur that we had earlier, had that been a better delivered cigar, that those flavors played better with the Scotch than this cigar's playing with the Scotch. Like you would take a Scotch off of that Lafleur, and that it, vanilla gets enhanced. It this did. it really did liven it up a little bit. Yeah. All right. Jeez. Okay, man. Some nights it happens. I mean, we've had a pretty damn good run. They don't call this the corner of no hope for no reason. <laughs> no, I mean we've had a pretty good run. We've had some, we've had some really good cigars. We've had some really good drinks. Uh, it just every now and then, you know. It is go- smoking nicely. Construction's been fun. <laughs> Construction, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just finish this episode. I'm, say, I'm just trying to get through this episode. 
I don't I don't know what we've done, but we did it. You know what I'm gonna need to finish this episode? The trifecta boys. The trifecta. At this point it's just sad. I mean just you know Go. Go. I Go. guess. Go. Just if you wanna do that to yourself. Do it. <laughs> Come on, Cadester! You got it, Cadester! Look at him go! Look at him go! He's got it! Oh, he's doing it! He's doing it! He did it! Top of the hill! Top of the hill! You this, know what? Regardless, I believe. Regardless, that's partying. That's partying. It's not partying when it's convenient or when it's cool. It's when it's necessary. I'm just saying that this movie didn't take us to the top of the hill, but we take people to the top of the hill. That's what we do. So I've been saving these balloons. Uh. <laughs> Three beers chugged tonight. <sighs> Three beers. I didn't chug a damn one on Death Spa, which that tells you something. Well, how could we? We were too enamored at staring at all those leotards. Yeah, I was in leotard. Yeah, there was one, less titties in that. One, and two, I was more three, four. Can five, I just go six, back there, seven, mentally, to that eight, episode? One, two, three. Four, at this point, five, listeners, six, tune seven, over to eight. episode eighty-one <laughs> uh, and finish that out. No, no, we'll finish this thing. Uh, it's not sad, Tut. It's partying. You claim to be about partying. Now I'm starting to question your loyalty to the cause you know what it's kind of like it's kind of like those movies where like the guy the revolutionary heroes like preaching like the the message and then the young guys like you're not doing enough you're faltering in your message very Ted, true Ted preaches just partying but when it comes time to chug some beers and get things going he's like man sad <laughs> I'm here aren't I I actually am enjoying the little bat blue it's good I am too. I am too. Granted, I drank them all in under five seconds, so it's a good beer. It's a good beer. It is a good beer. All right. Well, just like that, uh, Dave challenges Reed to a race down the dome. Loser walks off the mountain forever in shame, and Reed gladly accepts. Mainly because Dave volunteers Johnny to do the race down the dome. Not himself. He's too drunk. Although and he has no penis. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll be honest. I drink all day, but I'm completely sober and I have no penis. So, Johnny, you do it. Johnny's never skied the dome before, so Reed's like, yes, let's do this. They jump in a helicopter, which takes them to the top of the dome. This is happening. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for like Johnny We would to call this the bowl. The bowl? The bowl. Why would you do that? Top of the mountain, sheer face coming down, pristine snow. Have you skied before? Oh hell yes. I was waiting for like Johnny to say something like, Oh yeah, the dome. My dad named that. Oh, you should have read my recommendation letter. <laughs> Is signed by Johnny Senior, aka the Dome. That would have been awesome. If, Johnny if the all Dome that, Randall. If all that stuff would have been in the recommendation. Johnny the letter. Dome Head Randall, <laughs> Senior. 
Oh man, There's I'm the so one much, that named it the dome. This was so sad about this movie is that there it had elements. It had all like the ingredients for a great movie there. Like if you would have just changed some things, like instead yeah. of like a generic ski school where nobody's like show up, dude. Have it like up the creek where it's college based. You have the military academy. You have the cooking academy. Maybe hire a good musician uh, to write you some good ski school songs. Do that. Tell me you push that over here. Absolutely. I mean, there was there was there were some things that you could work with in this premise. Uh, but they just man, I mm, I figured that like out of all of it, that would have been that would have been the like I most love awesome your- Twist. I love your thought of coming back to the to the uh, recommendation, uh, recommendation letter. <laughs> but that would involve like there. good writing. I don't know. <laughs> An imagination. And you have to have actors who sold it. Like, yeah, that's uh, not going to happen here. Uh, well, this is where up in the dome, the first time the ski footage looks really impressive for me. Yeah, yeah. I thought this stuff was actually good. Yeah. Hot dog sold it throughout. Well, it was it was basic it was basic powder skiing, so it's a little bit more free form. You're not doing the slalom. It looked technique. good. I mean, it's a steep ass mountain, and they look really really good. Reed has a commanding lead once they dropped out of the helicopter, but Johnny gains ground pretty quick, considering he's never been on the dome before. Because he jumps over a cliff. <laughs> well, Dave warned Johnny not to make the impossible jump at Bald Rock, but he does it anyway. Which he knew he we knew he would when they the minute they say don't you make that jump at Bald Rock we knew he was going to jump it despite all those signs up on the mountain saying don't even think about it <laughs> literally a sign was I'm right sorry. there now the, the don't even think about the it. signs were actually kind of funny I mean they were, it was literally like don't do it I see you doing it I know you're no, thinking about jumping this Bald Rock don't you dare do it you know what this movie could have benefited from or at least this this premise here an opening shot of a like the opening credits of the movie guy skiing down this bowl going to that sign like I'm going to do this jump and then pulling up like Dave Dave just like Can't do it. chugging a beer and then going down this deal and then, and then pulling up yeah. Yeah. that could be where he reached down and removed his penis like unscrewed it <laughs> dunked it in the snow like like Luke's lightsaber like, and Hoth <laughs> and then when Johnny got there he could be like Luke like reaching for the for Dave's cock in the snow. This is why you don't make I, movies. This is why I'm not allowed to make <laughs> ski based party movies. <laughs> there's no Hoth monster. There's no cock in the to snow. Say, like, why are you like frozen upside down in a cave with a wampa? Uh, it would just be a giant cock monster. I mean, what? You thought these podcasters smelled bad on the outside. This, I believe. That, I believe. <laughs> no, we smell good. We're the best smelling podcasters in the cigar, is, cigar industry. That is true. Yeah, we smell awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been told numerous times, like, God, you guys smell a lot better than I thought you would. No, it's true. Get that a lot. Yeah, we smell, we smell good. All right. Well... Johnny does not listen to those signs. He soars off Bald Rock, takes the lead, and wins the race. Yay! Also, he S- drops apparently like 60 yards down the mountain. <laughs> Doesn't shatter his knees. Section 8... You shut up. Section 8 wins. The mountain is theirs. Yeah! Apparently, that's 
a real estate deal was in crumbles because I, of this? I, I guess. There's no well, apparently not. Bald Rock, that's where the deeds were. He grabbed him as he went on. <laughs> sure. Derek tries to console Reed by telling him that Dave and the drunks were still a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> he actually says that. He goes up to Reed. Hey, man, I know this sucks for you, but you got beat by a bunch of dickheads. He's also, in- this does nothing to a real estate deal because this has nothing to do with real estate. <laughs> Reed's inconsolable. He's, he's very upset. Understandably. And also, my name's Bryce. You don't make <laughs> names up like that. <laughs> Uh, real quick before I finish the movie, uh, you're almost finished with Cigar. Do you guys want to talk about Price Point? Sure. Go ahead. Oh, it's McAllen, so I'm going to go 10.50. Wrapper, binder, filler infused with McAllen 18. You're going to go 10.50? Oh my god. No, I've got to go like 1350. I was going to say 12. 12. 1205. 1210. I'm going to go 18. I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to go 1950. Do it. It's 1950. Why wouldn't they do 18 if it wasn't. You know what? That's it's no, a, I'm sorry. Or that's at not least a $20 do eighteen eighty. That's not a twenty dollar cigar. It's a twenty dollar cigar. Well, it sells for twenty. These are only available from the eighteen eighty website. They're not available in stores. You can get them in uh, a three pack, um, in a humidor, in a little travel humidor, with a bottle of Macallan eighteen. That's how it, they kind of gear it towards packaging with. The, the whiskey one. But yeah, it's uh, retail 1950. At the risk honest. of just pissing people off, it's a novelty concept, so you're paying for the novelty. It's a good cigar. It is a good cigar. But it's not a $20 uh, construction, awesome adventure. Construction, and I'm not basing it off the construction off the Inclon that we smoked earlier. Just, right. It does have a nice draw. It has. It a, does. It has a, it's a good a cigar. Ash, good smoke production. Uh, the wrapper is again. I can't say enough about the. It's a beautiful wrapper. Yes. Um. If I didn't know the price and I was going to guess with the eighteen fifty involved and everything, I probably would have gone around twelve. Nineteen fifty. I got to pass on it. I, I, I that's do. That's a tough one. It's steep. It is. Especially when, I mean, let's look at the cigars that we have enjoyed and we've approved of at that price point. The the Pepe and Winkle tradition, which, my God, you have so many delicate, nuanced really flavors. really great cigar. Which we keep going back to and buying. Um, if it... If I detected any notes of exactly, Scotch flavor, exactly. I mean, in, in I just in I'm all not. fairness, in all fairness, if Do you're you going, think it's because we're we're drinking a 21 year old Scotch and it's no, not? No, I, I, I was teasing. Oh, okay. 
I mean, now, now granted, you've got a very complicated construction process with the tubulero thingy. Uh, Which is evident in how well it smoked. Exactly. Construction's great. You have a lot of expense in the whole infused process with an expensive alcohol. So I get that the price is what the price is. Uh. But there's... Why, why would you market this? Why would you... There are so many other options that you can do at a lesser price point. Well, I think the fact that, that you can only buy it from their website, and one of their big selling points is selling it with a bottle of McKellen. Let's say you're going to Let's say you're going to bachelor party. Then it's a novelty. And you got a bottle of McCallum 18 and some McCallum 18 cigars. Okay. But the price of that bottle is worked into... You know that that gift set is a hundred something dollars because you're right, paying right. For that. You're paying for the scotch too. Yeah, right. but you're paying for the novelty of it. I mean, that, if we're being honest, that's what you're doing. You're paying for the novelty of the cigar blended with the scotch that comes with the scotch for a special occasion. Blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah. Sorry, I just. I don't mean to shit all over I was over listening. The I was. I was. I was all in tune to what he was saying until he just blah 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 blah. You were saying good stuff <laughs> until you threw that out there. I, I was all in uh, on board with what you were saying, but then he just kind of that was the uh, podcast equivalent of dot dot dot. Yeah, you got the uh, scotch infusion. I understand that. Blah 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 blah. Did you chug three beers tonight? Maybe no, that, you did not. Maybe that should be the quote of the show. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I was the party animal tonight. I just feel bad for... Because, I mean, I, I know... I show the kids how so. I just... I, I feel bad because I, I know... I think I know the intent there. I think I know the... the well, the, the intent is, is, the, is in their The mission. cost of the, the production, but... You never have to... Dude, this isn't one of those cigars we have to, you know... Wonder about the intent of the blender. It's it's spelled out for you. I gave it to you. We carefully infuse all the leaves in the scotch, and it should be this. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. I got it briefly, but not enough to, to spend that, twenty dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, all right. Well. Uh, have you? You haven't had opened your little bats. I'm still drinking the snowdrift. Chug it, Cody. 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 Come on, man. Cody. 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 No, that Cody. was the vanilla porter. There you go. You just said chug it. You didn't say <laughs> the little bats. <laughs> Fill up your goddamn glass. <laughs> now we look like a bunch uh, of uncoordinated. Real partiers? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happened. I'm sorry we didn't bring out three balloons and an inflatable bottle. Dude, do you want me to get the balloons? Big time. I think we've we've, we've proven our party medal tonight. Are we done with this movie yet? No, I I, no, I, I have one last I have one last paragraph. Okay, one last. Paragraph. Let's do let's do that paragraph. Don't you boss me. Well, it turns out 
that the mountain is indeed going under a radical restructuring. So Mr. Bryce had said earlier. But it's not how Mr. Bryce and Reed himself imagined. Instead, big-boobed Victoria has bought the mountain. I still don't think that's a thing. And it's now named, she's renamed it Party Mountain. Party Mountain! Wow. That sucks. That, it should have been earned. Can we kill this movie? I'm going to milk this last paragraph. I hate all of this movie. I hate all of this. If this movie is done right, when she announces to the crowd that it's now not Whistler Mountain, Party Mountain, we should be like, You should be... Yeah. You should be screaming like the last rebel transport or the first rebel transport that makes it past the bo- blockade on Hoth. She gets it. If I saw the ion cannon in the background firing off into the space, I would be like, totally, this is happening. Yeah. Fist pumps. Her announcement uh. that Whistler Mountain is now Party Mountain is not met with the uh, enthusiasm that the TNCC would give it. Well, there wasn't any balloons. How would they know? To they had balloons. They oh, did. sorry. And, uh, they had some Chug your beer. There. I'm going to choke. Hey, ready? Cody, 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 Gonzer, 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 Cody. Oh, look at it. He's doing it. He's doing it. He did Top of the hill. Top of the hill. Yeah. Also, <laughs> Cody's dead. All right, proved our point. We're the old school. We're the original. Oh, he wasn't even full. Well, I had like dregs. <laughs> Two sips. Which, of course, the renaming of Whistler Mountain to Party Mountain, Dave wholeheartedly agrees with, because we know, because much like us, he's up on the thing. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone jumps up on the dance floor and starts partying. Even Reed shows up at the club, the after party. You had to like this. Even Reed shows up to begrudgingly have a beer. Dave turns to him and clinks beer glasses and says, Know it, love it, live it. Or something like that. And he kisses Reed on the mouth. But dude, I'm sorry. Reed kind of goes along with it. He's our first bad guy in these movies that accepts defeat kind of graciously. And and you're right. I did like it. I hated the know it, love it. Oh, no, no, no. I it. hated all the party I, guy stuff. But Reed... But I liked Reed's response. Reed's, Reed's most like, of these guys go down in flames and they just can't... He actually accepts defeat like, yeah, maybe you guys will give me a job. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Clinks glasses, takes a drink. And then Dave... Ultimate, because we know how Reed feels about homosexuals. My guys aren't fags. My guys, he kisses him on the lips, and Reed's like, "I'm the loser. I got ex." To the victor goes the spoils. Just party, just party. We saw Reed a turnabout here. I liked it. We never seen that before in this. That might actually be my favorite moment in the film. It actually was my favorite moment in the film. A bad guy just takes his comeuppance and just deals with it. All right, cool. Just party. We agree on something. Just party. Uh, Dave leans back. I love my life. Dave says, as we see Fitz and Paulette, they're now making out together. 
Howling at the Moon. Johnny and Lori are making out together. Not Howling at the Moon. And then finally, we see Dave <laughs> and Victoria together in the hot tub. She looks under his bathing suit, sees the Ken <laughs> Smooth, the Ken doll Smooth parts, and is like, oh, fuck. I named this mountain after you? You got the wrong job. I got the wrong uh, one. But then we cut. It's uh, Dave's in charge now of Party Mountain. Movie over. Thank God. What a horrible movie. I'm sorry. In the world, in the pantheon of party, let's have fun movies, this movie lacked soul. There was no character to this movie. It was a soulless grab. And I don't even know what it was grabbing. It was hot dog light. It was grabbing ass. It was hot dog light. It was a tofu hot dog. I can't even say it was that. It, It so much wanted to recreate that magic. Yes. But sadly it fell flat. That's sad when you fall short of grabbing hot dogs magic. I just... All we have to do is be as good as Hot Dog the movie. And you fail miserably, you failed big time. And that movie was named after a hot dog. <laughs> Actually, it's trick skiing. I never knew Todd had all skiing experience. How, long, how many times have you been skiing? Like 13? You, you skied when you were 13, or you skied 13 You've times? You've been on 13 ski excursions? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Wow. All throughout high school and college. Yeah. Alright, that's like... 13 more than me. Yeah. Oh. Oh. 11. 11 times. Why don't you ever mention that during the hot dog episode? I think I did. He probably yeah. did. That <laughs> we was too busy before. partying. That was episode 24, so... <laughs> I don't remember anything about that. I think we were trying, we were cheering on too much. I haven't been skiing in God since my mid twenties, late twenties, and I would love to go, but forty-year-old Tut probably couldn't do what twenty-year-old Tut could do. So, nah. it's the only time I like cold weather. You put me in cold weather on a mountain slope. Little flask of something, something, and I'm good. Last time I was up in mountains like these was spring break uh, in college. I went to visit our, uh, maybe I shouldn't name names, uh, somebody who maybe has done some voiceover work for us here on the podcast. All right. Lives in Lake Tahoe, and we snowshoot up to the top of the mountain. That sounds horrible. That sounds really like hard work. It was not not fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. It really doesn't. Yeah, and I, actually, a side note to that, we went to a sushi restaurant that later that night, and the waitress comes by, and she's like, can I get you guys in? And I'm like, I would love a big bottle of sake and your finest Japanese beer. And she's like, can I see your ID, please? I was not 21, and <laughs> I wasn't partying that night. Mm-hmm. I remember we we hit the we hit the town. We drove in. It's a long drive up to Colorado, and uh, it is well from Texas anywhere is a long drive. And I think we were at uh, either Breckenridge or Winter Park, and we showed up at this bar and we just commenced a fucking power drinking. And the bartender was awesome, and he was very he was like, 
you boys might need to slow it down. You're not used to this altitude. And just like true alcoholics, fuck you. We know how to party. And he was We're right. Hot dog the movie, not ski school the movie. Oh, he was totally right. The next day was just like we were unlike these guys who can apparently just power drink case after case and be absolutely sober, which is why I don't believe them. We were shit on the mountain the next day. We were just like, Ugh. but we skied the fuck out of it. Well, look at you. We learned something about Tut tonight. He's a skier. Well, I haven't been in. What, 20 years now? Still. <laughs> he sings opera and he skis. I wouldn't know any of this if it weren't for the podcast. That is true. Who knew? Not us. This movie gave us something about our friend. It's about the only thing it gave us. All right. Uh, agreed. Um... Well, I cannot express how disappointed I was in this movie. It got us potential. It got us out of horror films. True. And for those of you who listen to us, maybe you're tired of hearing about horror films. Maybe this scratch it. After this movie, I I want to kind of go back to horror films. I have something crazy planned for our next show, so um, I'm interested. That's all I'm gonna say. Crazy, crazy film. Gay school too. Ski School 2. Starring Dean Cameron. (laughs) He's back. He's back. This time he has the deeds. Dave Marshak has the deeds to Whistler Mountain. Uh, No, I actually did watch Ski School 2 in preparation for this. Uh, Again, God, it's even worse than this. It's 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 amazing because Chainsaw was a passable character in Summer School. He was a passable character. This was just... I just didn't get the sense that he was at all interested in ass, or it was just like, I have lines to say, I'm going to be cute and say them. That's, you know, like you said, writing, directing, I'm not going to give it all on, you know, shitting on Dean Cameron, but my God, you go to all these conventions, it's like Dean Cameron, 80s crazy guy. Meh. 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 I'm over at the hot dog guy's booth. I was about to say, I'm going over to Gonzer. Gonzer. I'll give Gonzer my 20 bucks for a photo op, and uh, at the VIP party, we'll throw some back. You know Gonzer's throwing some back at the speaking VIP moment. Speaking of throwing it back, to throw back that scotch. And give us some links. All right. Join us on Twitter at TNCCCast. Hit the Instagram link at TNCC underscore podcast. Join us on Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Um, Did I do the Twitter at TNCCCast? I probably did. Uh, If you're going to buy some cigars, go to our website. Hit the famous smoke banner. Then do all your shopping from there. And guess what? Christmas is coming up. Go to the website. Hit the Amazon deal. Do your Christmas shopping from there. Helps us keep the lights on. I think I got everything. Mm. Buy more shit. Buy more shit. Uh, And if we do Facebook Live again, 
tune in. I really liked it. You I really win, liked you it. You win some stuff. I really yes. liked it. Like I said, uh, we gave away a shirt. We gave away some cigars. It was awesome. We gave away tonight's winning cigar. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Sorry about that. We're we're really yeah. Uh, you get a cigar that doesn't fit. You get a T-shirt that doesn't fit, and a cigar that whatever. You can get the TNCC board game. TNCC style. Uh, yeah, we did the best we can with the resources available to us at the time. Boop, boop. I think we set a couple milestones tonight, boys. Uh, I chugged three beers. That's one. It's on YouTube. I did it. That was the only milestone. <laughs> okay, I was about to say. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I don't know where you're going with this, but uh, I'll go with you. I am going to try to program some movies. Uh, throughout the end of the year that are varying uh, subject matter varying genres um, I get it especially if you like listening if you're a long term fan you burn out on the TNA flicks the horror flicks I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit I'm going to try to um, I was about to say because I really enjoy I, I know it's it's a little bit weird like when we do some heavier stuff uh I, I still stand behind our Maggie episode. Uh, we got a little bit fishnicked on that one, but we delivered some dynamite stuff. Once upon a time in the West. If you go, if you go back to uh, Nomad, that movie we dissected the fudge out Nobody's of that movie. Nobody's talking about Nomads like we did. And I, I do want to give a quick shout out. I'm glad you said that. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of our show ever was the Swamp Thing episode. Swamp Thing. Oh, oh yes, yes. Very, There's news there. Very early on. I think it was like episode 12. Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, Swamp Toss. A very cool guy who I have had the pleasure of getting in a headlock with. I love that photo that you posted. That was awesome. Uh, that's why you should, that's why you should check out the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, and feed. Facebook. Uh, no, Facebook. Uh, you can see him headlock me and the doctor after many cocktails. Uh, <laughs> one of our a guy I cannot stress enough is that one of the cool guys in the industry, Derek Mears, has been cast as Swamp Thing in the new Swamp Thing series. All right. It's being produced by James Wan of Saw fame, and yeah. he's, he directed the new Aquaman movie. And Derek Mears is the new Swamp Thing. It's a TV. DC's doing a new TV series. Now, is this the the part of their DC channel, yes. or is it somewhere I, else? I, I'm guessing it's the DC channel. Okay. But with Derek involved, I might have to subscribe because, one, we're all big-time Swamp Thing fans. Yeah, yeah, yes. And I want to see Derek... Swamp toss. toss dudes all over the place. Uh, so it'd be cool if they did like the old Batman superimposed graphic. Swamp toss. Swamp toss. Hey, that's copyright. We we we. We should coined, get a little bit of co- we kickback on that. We coined that term, the swamp toss. Uh, but no, uh, I really like Derek, and w- the doctor and I stayed up all night with Derek that night. Hence Partying. The, yes, of course. Uh, but Real partying. Those headlocks he, he got us in, on. if you go to our Facebook page, those weren't like camera for the camera. We were out, we, we were out of line. <laughs> we said some things we shouldn't have said. He, he, was, he was trying to get us back. Uh, um, but no, uh, go, 
I'm excited about the new Swamp Thing show because, uh, you know, I know I know Derek. He was the only good thing about the Jason uh, Friday Thirteenth remake. He was Jason. Yeah. Um, he, he's been at just a ton of stuff, but he brings such a personality and a presence. He's not just a physical stunt man. He actually gives everything he does a, a, a essence to his a gravitas. Yeah. Nice. Did I use the word gravitas? Yeah, yes, you did. So go go see that. Go to our Facebook page to see me and the doctor getting strangled by Mr. Mears. And it might be the first thing that we do a review of, like, because uh, we love Swamp Thing. We might have to review the show. Let's see. Right. Let's see how he swamp tosses guys on with a budget. Because God knows Swamp Thing one and two didn't have a budget. <laughs> It didn't have a budget, but look at the heart and soul it had compared to oh, this piece of so shit. So heart and soul compared to this thing. Last hey. words, Yak Boy. Anything you want to say? No, oh, I'm going to say something. They knew how to party there. They did. I will say this, as far as your your concerned, O'Brien's Irish Pub, downtown historic Temple, Texas. Make your way down there. You guys have live music every weekend. You guys have. How many tap? How many uh, taps going now? Forty-one. Forty-one taps. If you want a beer, a style beer, it's there. Yes. Get your ass to O'Brien's Irish Pub. Get downtown. Your ass to O'Brien's. Get your ass to O'Brien's Irish Pub in downtown historic Texas. Downtown historic Temple, Texas. Yes. We'll do this again soon. Bye. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for listening. I hope we're bringing something a little bit different to the table. I think we are. What are the podcasts chugging three beers? I don't know what we did, but we did it. None? None? Chug another one? Okay. Uh, Look at what he's doing. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah, come on. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Oh, my God, he did it. Boom. Four beers chugged. That is a TNCC. I feel stupid saying that. The, the yes. previous record was one. I did four tonight. Oh, God. We're not making it to season four. I'm, I can't stand up. Sayonara, motherfuckers. Learn more about the time I was fired from my ski school instructor's job back in 1983 for competing in the quarterfinal rounds of the slalom competition without wearing anything below my waist. Please, refer to the still-in-litigation court case, Keith A. Howell versus the producers of Hot Dog the Movie. My hot dog was the original hot dog on the slopes, goddammit. And one day the whole world will know my story. One day. But in the meantime... To learn more about the cigars and other libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit VilligerCigars.com and Liney.com. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, and a calendar of upcoming live events. 
To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well.